Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to session 28 of There Will Be Dungeons. That's right. D&D, baby. Pack it in, strap it on, and let's go. Let's go. That was a not... Switch the order there. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. Pack it up. Yeah. <laughs> a whole other meaning. Not going to continue down that road, but it is uh, our pleasure to be back, everybody. Thank you for joining us, uh, those who are attending live and those who may be listening in other ways. Or watching us after the fact. We're happy to have you here. As always, we begin the show with a quick bit of feedback from a listener. Got an email from somebody calling themselves Matt Brown. Very strange, exotic name. Matt Brown. Writes in, says, uh, his subject is inspired to DM by There Will Be Dungeons. And here's his message. I'm a longtime listener of TMS, and I've also listened to There Will Be Dungeons since the beginning. I hadn't done any role-playing or DMing in about 30 years. I got inspired by you guys and DM'd a game this past weekend. I discovered an open-source RPG called Gumshoe and invited my brother and two nephews, who are 9 and 10, to play. I created my own setting and theme, which was 1940s detective noir with orcs, elves, and Nazis, and some very bad characters tried to take over the city of New York. Luckily, my brother and his sons were on the case and broke up the caper before the worst happened. Beforehand... I made a men- lot of mental notes on how Bo runs things and was able to adjust the game as the players did things that I didn't expect at all. Anyway, thank you for the great show. Well, Matt, thank you. That's an awesome bit of uh, uh, feedback, and also we feel the same about Bo's deft DMing, uh, and uh, how he pivots and adjusts based on our dumb behavior is always a marvel to me. Uh, so good job, Bo. Apparently other people notice too, not just us. Mm, well, thank you for the compliment. Nice job. You're so good at it. Bo, Bo loves a good compliment, so send him a ton of them at Bo Schwartz on Twitter, you guys. Just let him know how much you love his DM work, and, and he'll reply and, and be a very happy man. Uh, thank you for that email. If you'd like to send your own emails in, you can go to the website, therewillbedungeons.com. There's a link right there, and boom, you're in, and we'll read it right here on the show. All right. That's as far as I can take it before we turn it over to Kristen, who will now read... Basically, the notes from last week in her own special way. Kristen, take it away. Last time on There Will Be Dungeons, a rat in a van is worth two in a suit. Before bidding bye-bye to the bustling bivouac, Morel was visited by the ex-Koromo Kishi and convinced that erupting the esophageal pass was the equitable enterprise. Morning met the mise-en-scene with our heroes heading out and the camp ready to relocate. 
Before breaking away, a young man, Tedna, hit up Hope, submitting squirely services. Not wanting another mouth to feed, the ticked tiefling stared down the scamp, scaring him away. To the teeth, the team traveled. Stanley, noting the necessity of a duplicate driver, welcomed the wheel with practice piloting. Hope happily obliged, but a jostling jolt rattled the riders, revealing a renegade, Tedna. Furious, Hope fumed and fulminated even as their caravan was beset by a behemoth, the metal man of metal they thought they had stranded in the sinker. Proclaiming himself a paladin procured to fumigate the funk of foul fiddling, a fight ensued. The beaved party fought furiously. Even Bok Bok managed to deposit dynamite in the dope's dress before Varel rocketed upward with the murderous monster. Scuffling in the sky, the paladin released ravenous rats to lick the lizard's liniment. Thirty feet down, Tedna took the truck ready to ram. Nash knocked out far-flung fireballs. Stanley erupted with eldritch might, and Hope's hits harangued. Blown from the sky after Barbarian brought down, the Jousters jumped into the jalopy and raced to the relics of the ramshackle ragamuffin. Enveloping the passing paladin, the team were told of more menaces before the suit self-destructed. Our stout-hearted sexet continued to travel toward the teat in search of Hope's promised pistols and a possible chance for revenge. Stopping for the night, they were awoken by Varel's voice. Sought by a scaled, scorned troop, combat was called over the hand... Combat was called over the hand of a handsome priestess Pharrell had visited none too long ago. Now, welcome yourself back to the wastes as our tireless troop takes on a lounge of livid lizards. Oh my gosh. We're doing the big finish on you. I don't know how she does it, you guys. There it is every week. Consistently and without reproach. Uh, Bo, better. Yeah, I they are, they get better yeah. and better. And you also do like perfect readings. You're like a uh, somebody could hire you to do VO or something. You'd go in and you'd just do a take and leave. Is how that would go. Congratulations, well done. Yeah, it is, it is the dream. It is the dream. Then you should do the opening for all the late night shows. Yeah. live tonight. It's late night with uh, whoever Stephen Colbert. Yeah, you doing I like that. It's not a bad idea. All right, Bo, the keys are yours. Please take us where you want us to go. Welcome back, players, listeners, ladies and germs, to the show. All right. It is the desert. It is nighttime. Nash spied some silhouettes out on the desert horizon of humanoids and some sort of animal shape. He quickly woke up Varel and the rest of the party. Varel immediately identifying that these were lizard folk approaching the camp uh, without guile. And as it turns out, they discovered the leader of this uh, four, of the four lizard folk was was one named Diptak of the Golden Land, and he challenged Varel's claim to cons to be the consort of Priestess Taipala, whom he met in the desert some time ago, and who had propositioned him for courtship and for mating. Diptak uh, had it had basically demanded of Varel that uh, he desist immediately in this pursuit, and Varel did not was not inclined to agree. So the four lizard folk who are standing rigid in front of you all take a combat stance and hold their spears tightly. Each of them a, wood, a spear made of found some sort of found wood with the at the end tied some ivory tooth from some unknown beast. 
menacingly pointing in your direction. And they begin combat. Roll for initiative. Oh, man. Right into it, man. Uh, 15 for me. Well, if I didn't roll a d12, I would have a really good roll. There we go. <laughs> Take a drink. 11. <laughs> Don't forget to add your initiative modifier. Of which I have none. 14. Oh. 14. Okay. And 20. 20. Okay, perfect. All right, so the four lizard folk, Diptek goes, men, attack! And and he begins, uh, you start to see him spring into action. So hope, you. the time slows down. You see the lizard folk begin to, the dust under their feet begin to shoot up as they shift their weight in, into a running position. And it's your moment to act. All right, and Diptek is clearly the strongest of the group. Yes. Okay, cool. They're so... all fairly formidable, so not by much, but he's got a few inches on them. All right, cool. Well, I'll use my shotgun and I'll raise it slowly, take aim, and fire. Okay. Then roll an attack roll, please. With a 12. Okay. Um, so you, you fire, you go to fire, uh, bring it up. Maybe you brought it up a little too slow. And you fire in the position he was and didn't lead your target. And the bullet just, it, you know, hits air. Nothing happens. A loud bang rings out through the desert. <laughs> as, as the shot rings out. And you have a move and potentially any a bonus action you might want to take. Um, I'll just stand my ground. Slow, casually start loading up the next round of bullets. Okay. I'm in no rush. He's as the shot scary. as the shot rings out, he's the fastest fr- and uh, he's the fastest of, of the group, and he runs directly towards uh, Varel. He makes a little leap in the air as he brings down the puts the spear above his head and brings it down into a stabbing motion versus Varel, uh, and and you easily dodge it. The spear comes down, and you go, Whoa, and the spear hits the sand, and having dodged it, um, the the Diptak looks to you and is ah, rage in his eyes and he goes to make a bite uh, at you. You bring up your arm to deflect it and you sort of, you're able to just jostle his teeth away as he makes a wild bite. Harsh. Okay. Um, now one of the lizard folk uh, also runs up and he runs up next to his companion here. And he makes, uh, he, he goes to stand next to him so he runs up alongside him as this, as Diptak runs up to attack you. He runs up and he just stands there and he's he's got this spear out, but he makes no motion to attack you. It almost looks as if he, the, the second lizard folk, as he runs up, uh, is is protecting him. He has a spear out defensively, waiting for you to strike. Uh, okay, and then slightly behind uh, him, Velocirap- this Velociraptor here uh, begins to stir. But Stanley, it's your turn first. All right, I am going to uh, take a look at one of the lizard men who's pretty close to me but didn't charge in. Um, remember how to ping? There it is. Uh, that fellow. Um, and I'm going to point my fingers at him, and I am going to cast hex upon him. What uh, does hex do? So it is a bonus action. Uh, places a curse on a creature that you see within range. 
Until the spell ends, you deal extra 1d6 necrotic damage whenever you hit it with an attack. You also choose one ability when you cast the spell, and they will have disadvantage on ability checks made against that chosen ability. Okay, so the lizard folk, one of the lizard folk who hasn't run up, who's towards the back, who's definitely going to be running up. He's just, in the, in the heat of this moment, you look at him, you cast your hex spell on him. Which, uh, which ability are you giving him disadvantage in? I'm going to give him disadvantage on Dissonant Whispers. Okay, Dissonant Whispers, got it. Okay. And, and... then for my action, I'm mm -hmm. going to fire Eldritch Blast at him. Okay. Oh, so you're going to give him, sorry, disadvantage against saves versus Dissonant Whispers? That's how it works? Yes. Okay. So is it the save he has disadvantage or that specific ability versus him? That specific ability. Well, hold on. Let me, like, let me just double check yeah, the spell. Sorry, real quick. just to make sure I. I understand uh, they have that. disadvantage on ability checks made with that chosen ability. So my guess would be oh, if I cast the... it. Well, what what what's the save on dissonant whispers? Is basically uh, fifteen wisdom if I use. So so he gets disadvantage on wisdom checks. Yeah. So it affects every it affects everybody, right? Or is oh, it just you? Uh, just I think just me. Think. Because it's just that ability. It's a specifically that ability. Okay. I played uh, sax for Dissonant Whispers, by the way. It's a good time. No, the target has disadvantage on ability checks made with the chosen ability. It's an ability. It's not like it's not like in Heroes where you have abilities. Like uh, Dissonant Whispers is a spell, not an ability, right? Right. So it doesn't say against the target spell. It says ability checks with the chosen ability. So anything with wisdom, he gets oh. disadvantage on. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Hey, how about that? Yeah. You got you got even heroes better than I thought. You got heroes in World of Warcraft brains still. You're reading these things. Yeah, I know. No kidding. Yeah, That's why I didn't know those raptors were still there. I'm used to games where if you dismount, the mount disappears. That's just how it works. <laughs> a spell is not an ability. Your ability scores are literally strength X con into his charisma. Your attributes, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, um... either way, I'm gonna eldritch blast him. Okay. All right. Uh, that is going to be a 14 to right. hit. Okay, uh, 14 to hit. Yep. Success. He takes two damage. Two uh, damage. Wait, hold on. Attacks would mean physical attacks, not spell attacks, right? Or would this mm, count towards no, that No, spell as attack well? is an attack. Great. Awesome. A ranged spell attack is an attack. So Apologies for the confusion on this, folks. New spell. Mm. I don't know how it works. Oh, uh, okay, so that's two plus... Oh, there we go. That's eight damage, then. Okay, so the, the, you let out the bolt, uh, the Eldritch Blast. It's lightning, right? It creaks across the desert, uh, desert sand towards your target. <laughs> it shocks him, but he doesn't seem to be too affected by it, but then it sinks into his skin in this sort of black smoke starts to smolder in between his scales and he looks visibly ill as, as the magic of the, the hex amplifies uh, what you've hit him with. And then the last thing I'm going to do, having done all that, is just move back uh, to be about parallel with Nash kind of in the back behind everybody. Sure thing. You know, bravely. Okay, Varel, you're all right, I will enter my rage. Uh, not having seen this combat tactic before, I will not take mine to the 
lizard who is doing nothing next to my primary target dip tack. Okay. Uh, entering my rage, I will make my uh, lightning surge across my scales and bring around my bare head mace for an attack on him. Non-reckless. Quite yet. Uh, you're just making an attack? Yeah. Okay, as you go to make the attack, the um, the, the, the lizard folk protecting him next to him uh, reacts with a repost and attempts to attempts to um, attack you to disrupt your attack. Oh. Um, uh, let's see. 15 plus... What's his adjustment to his attack? Yeah, 19. So it's a hit. He takes three points of damage as he drives his spear into you and attempts to... It looks like he's he's attempting to keep you from closing in and grappling him. So he, he lands in and uh, with a little stabbing motion. Now, you're not grappling, so you're still able to uh, achieve your attack, essentially. Mm. So go ahead, and, and what's your roll? Uh, my roll is a 12. Okay, so you're atta- you you swing with the bear with, with the bear skull mace and miss, but you miss because you weren't expecting the counterattack uh, from his personal guardian, it appears like, and, and sort of miss your mark. Your aim is off due to this. Then I would like to use my lightning as part of my rage induce to shimmer down his uh, his spear into him. Okay, Are you, you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> you can use your electricity to shoot down the spear into okay cool. into my attacker. Yeah. So you get the uh, dex save. Dexterity uh, he saves. Cool. One damage. Okay. One damage to that guy. Uh, sorry, how much did you do again on the last turn? I forgot to note it down. Uh... John, was it eight? Eight damage. Eight. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right. One damage uh, to that guy. The light. He just. He just eats the lightning. The lightning you see surges across his hands, and he appears unaffected by it. He does take the damage, but he appears to be, you know, his his combat savagery is unabated. All right. Um, are you doing anything else with your turn? Uh, no, I'm in melee, uh, and I'm raging, so I'll growl. <laughs> All right. Diptak looks at you with disgust and hate as it's your growl. Just hates everything about what you've just done. Nash, your turn. Is this loose dirt? Um, this, there's, there's sand, yes. There is there's sand? Sand. Yeah, you can grab it with your hand in the clump. All right. Um, but it's not very, it's not deep. You know, the wasteland tends to be cracked earth, clay, very hard in a lot of spots, but it tends to have a, this layer of sand before you get down to that hardness. And so there's sand. Okay. Uh, I want to try something new as well. So this one that John was trying to fight up here, this guy. The one to your left? Yeah. Yep. Um, on your left side. And he hasn't, he hasn't moved in for an attack yet. He's just on his way in. What I would like to try to do... I don't know what this will actually do to him, though. Hold on a second. Is it going to cause... I'm trying not to hurt my people. That's what I'm trying to do here. Okay. Um, yeah, that's not going to do any good in this fight. All right, so never mind. I'm not doing what I said I was going to do. Instead, how many feet is this? 40 feet. Okay. Um... I'm going to acid splash that guy. This guy, the um, the one marked L1. One to your left. Yeah. The one that, way... It was just Eldritch Blasted? Okay. Yeah. 
The one he just Eldritch blasted. I'm going to... Does Splash, does Splash have a range on it? Uh, it does. Uh, 60 feet. He's 40 feet from okay. me. Excellent. So you can lob that goober of acid right at him. Yep. All right, and that's a save, right? Not a range attack? Correct. Uh, 13 save? What's the save? Sorry. Uh, hold on. It is... Dex 14. Dex 14. All right. It's a success from my end. All right. So you shoot out the acid splash, and 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 the lizard folk looks at it. He sees it coming, and he's oh, and he looks at you with fury. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hit him for four damage. By the way, it's one d six damage. Wait, he saved. Oh, he saved. I thought you said he missed. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, he saved. Oh, never mind. So he's just succeeded pissed. on his saving throw. All right, never mind. Um. All right, Nash just makes a grumpy face and. Stays where he's at. <laughs> grumpy face. That's my my final action is making a grumpy face. Okay, uh, perfect. So then uh, the other ones, uh, let's see, another lizard folk, um, one of the velociraptors actually, st- takes a moment to sniff the ground and then it, it creaks out and then this the lizard folk that hit with the Eldritch Blast points to it and points to you and says, get them! And, and the lizard folk jumps into action now, uh, not the lizard folk, sorry, the Velociraptor. My roll 20 is going nuts. Let's see here. For those at home, right, we so, have some little lizards making moves on a screen. Yeah. So this thing, now they can move up to, they, 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 he covers ground fast. He runs into a charging motion. Uh, I'm trying to just figure out what the feat is. That's uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30... Okay, so he runs up 40 feet, and he doesn't reach you in time, but he's, he's definitely going for the, the guys in the back, so he uses a dash action to continue running, and he runs up right past you, getting in behind you, um, which means it provokes opportunity attacks from both of you. All right. Sweet. From all three? From three? Wow. Nice. Uh, mine is going to be a 13 to hit. 10. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stanley, you score a hit. Mine is only a 5. Okay, Stanley, you're the only one to score a hit on it. Uh, okay. 12 damage to him. Jeez. Ooh. Nice. Damn. I rolled max on it. Yeah, it's a good hit. So you, as he runs by, he dodges all kinds of attacks as he races in. Everyone's just a little too slow to react and try and hit him, except for Stanley, who sees him coming and has has him dead in his sights. And you just take your sword, get him good, and he goes as he runs by. And then as he runs past you towards the vehicle, he turns, he circles and turns around, and then stares stares you down from there. Um, Right, that is. All right, so this one here, who's who's near one of the Velociraptors, jumps up and mounts on top of the Velociraptor. And then he starts to ride in uh, towards you again for 24 feet. That's 40 feet. Gets on top of the Raptor, rides up, and because they have spears, they have reach. So he can actually reach you in melee from there. And he throws his... uh, He stabs out with the spear that he has towards you. Um... 16 plus javelin 4. Okay, so he hits you. You roll the 19 for 3 damage. So he just immediately bounces up, runs up, does a little jabbing motion, and immediately jabs again. 
The second one doesn't hit you, but you get mm, just right in the chest. The spear hits you, breaks skin, doesn't go too deep, but very painful. Take three points of damage. Um, so that's L. Sorry, I'm, I've labeled everything. Like, not very memorable things here on this uh, map that we have. It's, okay, perfect. All right, so now the lizard folk with, who's been Eldred blasted finally grabs his uh, grabs his spear and then runs up towards his Diptak here. And he stands in a position to defend Diptak again in a familiar way that you see. All right. The two remaining Velociraptors run 40, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. No, 10, 20, 30, 40. Okay. Um, he ju- this guy jumps in the thick of things into your face, Nash. But he can't attack you because he's, he's used his dash action. But he does provoke an opportunity to attack from Hope as he runs past Hope in order to chase down Nash. Oh, and you, you uh, don't have a reload. You have to reload after each shot, right? So you don't have a you don't have anything in your gun. No, but I could try to like smack him with my yeah, gun. Yeah, you can melee with way. the gun. I don't think you have a your machete out, so you'd have to hit him with an improvised weapon. But you could butt him if you wanted to. <laughs> I rolled a, a five, so okay. I don't think. So you hit him with the gun. It doesn't doesn't do anything. It just does nothing. <laughs> the second Velociraptor runs up 10, uh, 10, 20, 30, 40 feet. This time in front of you, as you turn around to go and hit the the, the Velociraptor, you know that you st- sidestep and hit with the gun. You turn around, and you see the second Velociraptor is right in your face immediately, and this one jumps at you for an attack. Uh, it makes three attacks wildly with his claws and his face and his teeth as it just jumps right at you. Uh, so let's do claws first. Okay, both claws swipe out and miss as you react immediately, and your adrenaline flushes up into your system so close to shredding you into pieces. Um, 14 doesn't hit, right? Correct. No, so and then the face comes up and he goes, ah! And bites you, tries to bite you and the teeth close and you hear this loud snap of teeth hitting other teeth as it sits in front of you and tries to bite you. Um, Hope, it's now your turn. Alright, I'm gonna drop my gun to the ground and grab the machete and try and jam it up into the gut of the raptor. If I can okay. get it in, I'm gonna pull forward and see if I can gut it. Yep. Sure. Within eleven. Nope. You try to you try to you try to find a way to get in to stab it, but its its arms are flailing like crazy, and there's these dangerous sharp claws on them. And you go to make a little swing, but it's just like your heart wasn't in it because it's very dangerous looking. Trying to get into his underbelly to, to make an attack, and it misses. All right. Well, I'll stay there, eyeing this raptor that's on me. Okay. Um, Diptak now goes in uh, to try and grapple you. Varel, uh, we're going to make a strength versus strength uh, check. Let's do it. 23. He goes in to try and grapple you, and you just push him off like he's nothing. And he's uh, just looking at determination, resolve, and insult all on his face all at once. To the other humans, he doesn't look like he's made any different of a face because he's a lizard folk, and they just look like this. <laughs> but, you, but you can read, you can read, you can read all these emotions in the movement of his eyes and scales. Um, I hope I kind of catch him on my shield and just kind of push him off. Yeah, yeah, push him off like he's nothing. Like, and and you can definitely feel like he fought stronger than this. Is like he's like nothing. Um, now the the um, one to his left who pushed you off and hadn't stabbed you. 
resumes his stance of protecting Diptak. Okay, so he's there. He's he's just there, permanently guarding him from like grapples or or just whatever, like just on his butt guarding him. Uh, the first Velociraptor who made his is underneath. He's going to defer his turn because he's being ridden by that uh, lizard foe. Um, not defer his turn, but he'll just sync it up with the guy riding him. So Stanley, it's your turn. Alrighty. Um. Well, let's uh, let's start with the bonus action. I'm going to uh, throw my rapier, toss it actually behind me, and say parlay and send it to attack the raptor who I had previously stabbed as it ran by, and uh, we'll send it over at him to attack him. Right, let's get you a sword. That's going to be a 21 to hit. I imagine that does. Hey, let me just give you control of the sword in our screen so you can place it where it's supposed to go. Cool. So it's... Okay. Should I have control of it now? Um, Who are the potato heads in the room over here? Uh, there's Tedna and Bok Bok. Oh, right. Potato heads. Uh, so that's going to be... Uh, nine damage to that raptor. Okay, so the sword sinks in, floats up, sinks in, makes a stabbing motion into the raptor. This is raptor V2. Okay. Nine um, damage to him? Yeah, okay, perfect. Yep. Okay. Then I am going to go ahead and the lizard that I have my hex on, Mm-hmm. I am going to cast Dissonant Whispers at, at the second level. He has disadvantage Ooh. on a save. It's a Wisdom 15 save. This wisdom 15 save. Disadvantage he has. Yes. And let's see what his save is. Wisdom, you say? Yeah. Uh, it's got to be the lower roll. Um... Yeah, damn it. I rolled a 20 on one of those, but I got to take it off, I think. <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> Sorry to ruin your day, Bo. No, it's fine. So, so the lizard folk uh, is going to uh, not save. Okay, so he's going to first take 4d6 damage. Okay. Whoa. That's uh, 16, yeah. 17 damage total. And he is going to have to move as far away as his movement will allow from me. And that's the one you that's next to Varel. Like he's on the left side of Varel, right? Uh, yeah, the left of Varel. He's, he's one of the so for listeners, he's one of the two that are now guarding Diptac. Uh, there's one on either side of Diptac on the left side and the right side. The one on the right side is the one that's been hexed, eldritch blasted, and now dissonant whispers. You cast the spell out, whispering into his mind, and that the, the lizard folk is like. What is this? What what is this I'm hearing? And he, he turns around. He's, how much damage was it again? Seventeen. What well, what is this I'm hearing? Ah ah! And he drops his spear and he starts wandering around. Um, he has to move as far away as possible from you. Yeah. So he starts wandering out into the desert. Varel, you get an opportunity <laughs> attack here. Awesome! I will take it. It will be reckless. <laughs> <laughs> Thirteen. Okay, perfect. You do an additional thirteen points of damage. So, oh wait, no, that's the roll. That's the attack. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's, oh, it's, a, hit. it's a, hit. a hit. It's a hit. It's a hit. I wish. No, no, okay. it's not a hit. Sorry, not a hit. Not a okay. hit. Not a hit. 
Oh, you missed him. Um, all right. So you make it a swing out as he goes out, but you miss. But, you know, turn your attention back to Diptech. He wanders out into the desert going, ah, I can't, I can't stand this. There's noises. Wow, well, what are these? Ah, these noises. And he falls down onto his knees and he's just screaming as his head, be- like scales begin to slide off of his head and, and into a pool sort of at his knees. Um, he doesn't quite die, but he's in the process of dying. Freaking Woody Allen, the lizard folk over there, freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is um, so he's he's a, you know you you can you can tell based on your 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 previous experience with this magic that he's in the throes of death, but it's going to take uh, a little while. Oh, and then let's see. So you said that the guy with the spear has ranged. Does that mean he will also have an opportunity attack if I move at this point? That's right. His melee range is uh, ten feet. Okay, because then I will. I will stay planted. I'm not going to move then. Okie dokie. And who? Which one was that? L one. Okay. Um, Borel, your turn. Excellent. All right. I am going to make a reckless attack on Diptac. Okay. Your line breaks before the Lizard King. <laughs> I'd like to take the floor roll, but I won't. Okay. I'm going to use my compliment from John from earlier as well. Got it. Yeah. Bardic inspiration. Excellent. All right. So that's a uh, 17 to hit. It is a hit. Excellent. Bear mace. I'm dropping all my dice. <laughs> Ten points of damage from my rage bonus. Okay, you bring the you bring the, the mace down onto his snout, and I do a trail of lightning, and I attack him with the lightning as well. An additional four points of damage of lightning. Is that uh, he needs to dodge still. He gets the dodge chance. Dex dodge. He does not dodge this one. Excellent. One. Is it fourteen or fifteen in the total? For the dodge, or the total damage? Eleven. Eleven is total damage. Okay, perfect. Okay, so you bring it down on his head, and then as you as you hit him, electricity courses through his body, and he goes, "Dot!" <laughs> in pain as as you hit him, but he's you know not showing any signs of of uh, giving up at this juncture. But he takes a, a solid hit to the snout. Stand your ground. Stand my ground. All right, Nash. Okay, I have a quick logistics question that maybe you yes. can answer for me. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy here is the raptor riding him or is he riding the raptor <laughs> he's riding the raptor there might be a layering problem okay. I'm just, not, I'm just making sure because that is also a delightful image that I wanted to at least point out okay forget about him though we're not worried about him what we are going to do is um, we got to do something nasty to this one that's right in front of me Yes, it looks vicious. It's got yeah, claws. He's a butthole. Teeth. I don't like him. Um. So what I would like to do. Um. I'm going to do another acid splash. Well, this will be point blank range, basically. But okay, it's another uh, Dex 14 save for you. a miss or fail fail save all right and then i need to d6 okay so my damage is four okay so you you splash uh, acid onto the 
Velociraptor, after, and it just looks like it gets angrier as it starts standing in front of you and you're backing up. You're like, you're like, psh, and fire acid, and it goes, and it's just, it's matter. It's just whatever you did, it definitely did damage, but it's angrier. <laughs> it's coming towards you more intensely. Great. Well, at least I heard him. Yeah. My favorite have, part of the kitchen scene. We don't have a way to divine their, um, their hit points, do we? That's all info you know. I mean, you can use an action to inspect them, and then I'll give you probably not specific information, but information. Like if you have a medicine check on, I'd like to just do a cursory examination of the health of that creature over there. I'll roll a medicine check to see if I can learn anything. Mm. But you definitely don't need a medicine check for this Velociraptor. He looks angry and healthy. <laughs> all right well i'd love to move away but he'll get an opportunity to attack and i don't want him to get it so i'm going to continue making a grumpy face and call that my turn okay so as you splash acid make that one angry the velociraptor that's that's run behind you guys now makes a charging run at stanley uh it attempts to um, it attempts to uh, attack you from behind with its two claws and and bite attack. All right, so where is that? Thank you. Okay, so one of those is a hit. So you feel you feel sharp. You don't notice it at first, but you just feel sharp claws sink into your back for seven points of damage. Another claw sort of swings at you and misses, and then a bite attack happens. Um, and this one totally misses <laughs> as well. It's just so like, I, like, but you feel like claws shred the back of your your cloak and your clothing, and you can feel them rip as you as claws sink their way. And there's this, there's this like, you feel it in you, and you don't feel any pain. And then a hot burning just immediately happens right after. As you now got the one raptor behind you. Um, that's V two. Now Bok Bok runs out. Having just woke up, he's naked and proud. He, he runs out. He runs out naked and goes, ah, ah, and then he runs back in. And you hear like you hear stuff. You, you hear stuff fall over. You hear these noises from inside the vehicle, and then he comes out with his pants on, and that's his turn. Um, <laughs> uh, so now this raptor over here. Um, uh, Oh, this is the guy on the mount. Okay, so this guy mounted up also in front of you. You have barely any time to pay attention to what's happening behind you when the mounted one attempts to jump up into the air and grapple you by landing on top of you with the Velociraptor. You're going to need to make a strength. You're going to need to make an uh, acrobatics or um, athletics contest versus my role, versus the Velociraptor's role. Oh, okay. Uh, natural 21. 20. So twenty-five total. Oh my god, cheaters! You are Ron. You're <laughs> serious rolls tonight. This is great. All right. So uh, was it Dex or strength? Uh, it was. It would have been Dex. I mean, it was athletics. You said check yeah, okay. athletics. So that yeah. was so. So total. you make a dodge. Mo so because it was dexterity, you actually uh, you either move up or down or left or right. Uh, I'll move like up. Direction left. You put, okay, so you move to the left as the Velociraptor jumps down. You j dodge out of the way as the Velociraptor tries to come down on top of you and pin you to the ground while the Velociraptors eat your face off. But that doesn't happen. You dodge out of the way quickly. Whew, cape billowing in the wind. You flip back over and look at them and give them a 
cool guy look like. He's friggin' Muldoon over here with all these raptors. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so that is that one. L3. So, Nash, the one in front of you that you made really angry, <laughs> he makes an attack against you with both of his claws. Um, one of them's a natural 20. The other oh, one misses. My gosh, claws dude. sink deep into your chest uh, as you feel as you feel like, and you worry about what it might have damaged. Okay. And I'm just getting the I'm just getting the damage here. Okay. So max, or no, it's two two times the dice, right? Yeah. Five plus two is it's seven points of damage. Okay. It sinks it into you, uh, and then it's slashing damage, and then it attempts to bite you right in your face. Okay. And it misses. You pull back quickly and, and unshanking yourself from the claws as you pull back as it tries to bite you. And it goes, <laughs> That's not how a Velociraptor sounds. But something like that. <laughs> 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 something like that. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. All right. Um, so the Velociraptor. Uh, Attempts to stab you. Uh, that's that one. And then V4. Uh, so then the raptor in front of you, Hope, it actually gets impatient with you and attempts to grapple you as well to try and pin you. So it raises itself up and then tries to drop its weight on top of you. You have to make a strength or dexterity contest versus my grapple. Uh, it's For me, it's a seven. A six? <laughs> well, you're grappled. So I it comes up, you just barely get away, and the sand is the part is just a little too loose, and you lose your footing a little bit, causing the the the, the velociraptor have enough time to get itself on top of you, and then it's pinning your shoulders down with with its feet. One is on your waist, the other is uncomfortably on your shoulder, and it's drooling into your face as it has its mouth above you and is going, you know, it's ready to attack with its front claws and front face on the next turn. You are now grappled, pinned down by the velociraptor. Um, it's now your turn, Hope. All right. Well, I'm. I can do an opposing grapple, right? Uh, you want to re-grapple? Yeah, yes. we're uh, yeah. okay. So I wanna, I wanna grab its nasty little jaws and flip it so I'm on top of it. Okay. Natural twenty. Nice. Oh, the nat twenties have shown up. It seems. Thank goodness. <laughs> Somebody keeping track of all the rolls. I think we have to call the the dice police. Maybe it's impressive. All mine have been so many terrible. Twenties today, and then my twenty gets countered. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you you go to grab it in its mouth. It's very sharp and hot in there, um, and you, you just summon all of your strength push it up, force it up, and it loses its footing against you, and then I guess you flip it over and straddle it, and you're holding it by its mouth, pinning down. It seems, it's a very unlikely position to be in, but it seems to be working, so you're going with it. Uh, <laughs> as you have your, your feet, you've sort of pinned its mouth open and its head against the ground as you flip it over, and now you're on top of it. Okay. Uh, so that's your action. Um, and then I guess if if I can make a grab for my machete, I'll start trying to grab for that. So the only turn. option that you would have that doesn't involve a bonus action or move action would be to use your action surge to take. Is it another attack or another? It's another action, right? Immediately. Um, otherwise, you'd have to wait to your next turn. And I don't know if I've had my short rest already. 
I don't think you've used your action search since the last long rests. Nobody benefited from long rest last night. But the only fight you had since camp was with the paladin. Yes, and I did and use I it there. You did but use I it. I need okay. a short rest. So you don't have it. it. You don't. You don't have it then. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. So you have it pinned down. Yes. You're about to perform dental surgery on it. Um, yes. So dip tack, it's your turn. Wait, I'm dip tack. <laughs> <laughs> go dip tack. Go. Go dip tack. He chose not to do anything. Woo, he just was quiet. Dip tack. You get advantage on these rolls against me. Okay, so he looks at you and he says, Quit your struggling! It is over! I will defeat you! Inter... Shit. <laughs> Inter shit. <laughs> I lost, sorry, I, I lost my train of thought. Oh, I love it. Inter shit is a great um, thing to say. So he's gonna. we're going to do a grapple contest, right? Sorry, okay. I didn't tell you before. <laughs> I have a 17, I believe. 24. Yeah, right. He tries to grapple you again, and you get to take your shield, just like, bang, and he gets more and more frustrated as he keeps rolling really good, but then he keeps getting countered by the enemy team. For some reason, the enemy team rolls super unfair high rolls all the time. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's definitely not what's going through his head. He's just mad that he's he's, he's being countered. The frustration that's is good. growing as he starts to get reckless. Um, okay. Uh so at the end of the turn, the guy to his right wasn't necessary for him to defend in any way, but he continues to defend his um, his charge, basically. So he's still there defending against any attacks from you, Morel. Uh, Nash, your turn. Oh, oh, sorry, excuse me. Yeah, it's not shouldn't be me yet. That's not, oh, I skipped way ahead. I skipped like 10 things. Um, so yeah, that's L2. V1 is still alive. That's the Velociraptor that's being ridden, so we won't do that one. Stanley, your turn. All right, the uh, dude in the back in the desert with the little skull and crossbones, he's dead, right? Yeah, he's dead. Does okay. your hex move around? It I does if I use the that. bonus action to relocate it, which is why I asked. Yeah, he's in the process of dying. His head is slowly sliding off of his shoulders. Oh, great. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move the hex to the raptor I've been damaging. Okay. Um, the one and... behind that was behind you? The, the unmounted raptor. Yeah, the unmounted raptor. Okay. Uh, and I'll put a little hex hex dot on him. Well, yeah, there we go. It's like wearing a little and... brown hat, little hat on him. <laughs> do, 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 Hello, do, do. he's a fancy boy. <laughs> Let's see, he's been taking a lot of damage, so maybe we try to finish this. Uh, I'm gonna you fire an twenty-one eldritch... points of damage to him. Uh, fire an eldritch eldritch blast at him. Uh, do you suffer from disadvantage if you do a ranged spell attack from point blank? I don't think it affects spells the same way it affects weapons, like ranged weapons. Right? Don't know. Right. I don't think it. I mean, my stuff doesn't. I don't have any disadvantage on okay. point blank, but I don't know if it's different. No, no, but it is like martial weapons, like crossbows and guns and stuff like that. If you shoot them from point blank, it is disadvantaged by default. Yeah. You have to be, you have to have a distance of at least five feet, but I don't think it's the same for spell attacks. So that's fine. Let's do it. Okay. And if we're wrong, we'll fix it later, or you can tweet me at uh, Scott Johnson. Just tweet me there. and <laughs> Yeah, he'll get right on it. Fix that all up for you. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it hits. It's a 23 to hit. Okay, you reach out uh, with your hand, and, and white lightning cracks uh, across a, a total of six inches, and hits the, <laughs> it's the Velociraptor and shocks it. 16 damage. Oh my god. Okay, gosh. and how much is, it, is that with your hex damage? Uh, yes, that's with both. I rolled okay. a I rolled a six for hex and a ten for eldritch blast. So okay, so as the shock uh, uh, 
as the, the electricity penetrates into his body and it covers him completely in this black and white electrical pulse, he bloats up a bit, like you see in the sides where his chest is bloats up a bit, and then the pressure pow, causes this bang where guts on either side of his stomach just blow open these holes, and he goes, and it falls, it falls to the ground immediately. <laughs> Another good raptor noise. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it dies immediately. Do you move the hex immediately, or it's a bonus action? So you it's a to... bonus action, so it'd be next turn. Okay. Um, yeah, that's Stanley's turn. Varel, your turn. All right. Uh, so a, a quick glance over my shoulder. How's Nash doing with his raptor? Uh, he's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> They're both very grumpy, staring at one another. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. All right, I'm going to disrespect this fool by turning around and grabbing the Velociraptor tail. Okay, uh, opportunity attack. Yep. Actually, no, you didn't move outside of his range. Does it count when they have spears and they have reach? You're not outside of his range. I did move within his range, though, yeah. so I think I get attacked, but... Yeah, no, because uh, no, I think you can move, as long as you stay inside range, you don't provoke opportunity attacks. It's when you move in and out of range, I think. I'll take it. Yeah, no, there's no opportunity attack. Sweet. You have to move right. farther than five feet. Seems then like I would... Good deal. So, uh, free action, swing the shield onto my back so I have both my hands, mm -hmm. and grab the Velociraptor tail for a grapple and just keep it away from Nashin range it's time of Nash. for uh, baseball or raptor time <laughs> velocity baseball you time. know it you know what I want to do <laughs> that All right. um, so it's with advantage for you I'm saving I guess I'm going to save okay 14 uh, 5 all right. All right. So, so the picture from Nash, this thing's angry. It's like, ah, you made it mad with the ass. And then all of a sudden it goes, ah, and it looks back, and you just see Varel step into view. And it, the, the Velociraptor just goes, whoop, <laughs> as it's pulled by its tail by Varel. Uh, now, this thing has like um, enough reach that you could probably hit from here, or you could move up closer. Because, yeah, okay. Just you continue your turn. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Because I figured that's the action is the grapple, which is now, yes, is. and as as grapple. you assumed, I am going to Bowser this thing towards Diptac on my next turn. So I definitely, you know, plant my oh, feet that's in. Oh, right. no more actions left. Okay, got it. But I'm definitely beginning the spin, positioned to do so, and I'll shock through the lizard through my scales or into the Velociraptor. Okay, uh, it's a deck save. Uh, he saves. Okay, one point of lightning. Okay, <laughs> just a Bowser in. I love it. All right, uh, Nash, it's your turn. All right, well, I look shocked now, not mad. Just like, whoa, where'd that come from? Is he still right in front of me? I'm going to let you know, he's on top of him. They're in the same space, so I'm not... Well, they're in the same space. You see, you know, Varel's starting to drag him, and yeah. All right, well, I'm going to turn my be. I'm gonna turn my focus on Mounty, Mc, Mounty up here by... by, by uh, uh, I almost called you Paul. By Stanley. <laughs> Because of Paul, Paul Stanley. Uh, our favorite team member, Paul, who's been with us from the beginning. No, no I, was thinking, I was thinking Paul Stanley from Kiss. It just oh, okay. went in my head that way. Anyway, uh, I'm going to turn my sights, my, my evil one glowy red eye uh, on him, 
and uh, cast something relatively wienery because I don't want to hurt John or uh, Stanley, rather. So I am going to cast Firebolt okay. uh, from that direction. And uh, let's see. There's no... You don't do a save. I just do damage. It's a ranged spell attack. Yeah. So You're going to roll a d20 to see if you hit. Yeah. Just hold on a second. Here we go. All right. 18. It's a hit. All right. And Are you hitting the Velociraptor or the dude? Oh, good question. I am also in video game mode. I'm thinking it's kind of the same until you chip them down a little bit, but they're not really. Um, I can you tell me if the if he's taken any damage previously? Uh, the Velociraptor hasn't has not, as far as I know, and neither has the dude. Okay. Then I'm gonna. If he was hurt, it'd be fun to k- kill it out from under him. But I'm just gonna—I'll take aim at the dude, the rider. Okay. Roll your damage, please. Um. All right. That will be. Oh, we're fourth level, right? Yeah. Uh, sorry, three is all. Okay. So three. So you've, the flame bolt, uh, the firebolt shoots out from your hand, and you doff it in the back of the head with the firebolt. <laughs> the lizard folk just immediately springs back and looks at you with this lizard folk look. It is anger, but it's hard to read it. Lizard folk sometimes. Okay. And it just looks back at you intensely. All right. And growls a little bit. Um, yeah. That's the firebolt. Uh, my... And no movement or anything else? Well, I can move now without taking the opportunity attack, so I'm thinking maybe I should, but I don't know where. Actually, yeah, I'm going to move. Um, let's see. I'm going to move down and behind um, behind uh, Hope. Okay. For All no right. good strategic reason, I just feel like moving. Yeah, because what happens next is Bok Bok, with his loincloth on, runs up towards the pin down uh, Velociraptor that, that you're holding open with the with the um, uh, you're holding the mouth open with pinning it to the ground and he reaches into his um, his uh, his pout, his his, <laughs> his loincloth and he pulls out a good berry and as his bonus action he feeds one to you and uh, while you're holding it down he put the, he put the... Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, 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 I'll swallow it alright so you open uh, your mouth sort of and you, uh, you feel on it's delicious by the way it tastes delicious. It tastes like a fresh ripe berry, and it heals you for one hit point. Oh, the dirty, fresh. dirty, freaking nasty little. Piece and then he of reaches shit. back into his loincloth again and pulls out a stick of dynamite, and he lights it and drops it into the Velociraptor's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and that's his turn. Uh, I wouldn't eat anything he had his fingers on, but whatever. <laughs> Well, that's, that's you and your bias. Yeah. All right. Um, the Velociraptor next to you, Stanley, rears, looks back at Nash, then turns his attention back to you, uh, and the um, he lets the Velociraptor take attacks at you. So the Velociraptor swings out with both of its claws, missing, and then makes an attack with its teeth. And argh, why can't I roll any higher? Um, so <laughs> makes it, swings out with his teeth, and then argh, and he just attempts to bite you with it. And then his does attack with his spear coming down. And that misses as you just dodge everything so swift and so smooth. Okay, so I want to say, in fairness, there's been something I've been forgetting. I have been hit twice, 
Hex is a concentration spell. Oh, so Hex dissipates then. Um, I mean, do you want me to roll to see if it dissipates? Let's not retcon. You haven't. If you've been hit, it dissipates. No, you have to save to see if it dissipates. It's not an auto dissipate. Oh, then roll a save. If we didn't do it, you there were, you took two instances of damage. Yes. With hex up, you yes. sure you didn't get hit first, then hex went out. Um, I don't remember. Roll two saves. I mean, there have been two times I've been hit with hex technically up. Roll two saves. Roll two saves. Uh, that's ten. Oh wait, no, mm -hmm. that's eleven because it's mm -hmm. my constitution, and that's an eight. That's a nineteen. So it would have saved both times. Okay. So now you're going to take one point of punishment damage for, for okay. dying. Fair enough. <laughs> Just, it's from it. exhaustion from overextending with your magic. Yeah, for being too the Punishments may get worse if more egregious attempts. Uh, hey, I was honest about it. I came back yeah. around. And I, I'm judicious with the amount of damage you've taken. All right, that's fine. But Just get a berry, John. Everything will be fine. I don't need a berry. I'm good. You can all have those berries. <laughs> It's just it's mental exhaustion from overextending uh, on the concentration. The no, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm down sure. for it. <clears throat> okay, uh, what Bok Bok had just gone? That thing had just attacked you. Now the Velociraptor you have in your hands, Forel, begins to struggle and squirm and claw at the ground, trying to get okay. away from you. Uh, so do you still have advantage on this next uh, grapple or no? Just while I'm raging, I have advantage anyway. <clears throat> okay. Um, Okay, so we're gonna do a we're gonna do a, a strength uh, contest. Seventeen. You did it. I got sixteen. Wow! It struggles and squirms violently in your hand, and your muscles ripple as you force the tail into where you want it, biting its will um, as you drag it and walk towards Diptac. Uh, v three, so V four. So the one that you're holding, uh, Hope. Is now sort of choking. <laughs> it tries to break free from your grasp. So we're also going to do a grapple check. Okay. Uh, Thirteen. Eleven. Okay. So it breaks free and pushes you off. So you sort of slide back. Uh, slide back. Oops. Uh, this way. And it pushes you off, and it flips over, and then looks around, and it's just uncomfortable in its face, and it goes. And swallows. And you kind of see this like little thing down inside of its neck, a little bump, as potentially the dynamite's traveling down. Oh. <laughs> and it turns around and, and looks and, and makes an attack towards you, remembering who it was that sort of won in that contest and has a memory of you and swings around and makes its attacks. Uh, oh no, its action was to break free. So it doesn't run away. So it moves towards you to, to go to attack you, but doesn't have the attack. However, Swallow the dynamite. Um, it's your turn, Hope. All right. Well, if oh jeez, um, I probably oh man, how much time do you have? You know what? It doesn't matter. So what I'll do is I'll <laughs> scramble up to my feet and start taking off into the desert to get this thing to chase me, so that when it does blow, if it blows, it's not going to hurt anyone. All right. So you so you're attacking it. Running from it. Mm -hmm, okay. to get it I, I, you're not going to hit it, then run. You're just going to run to get it to chase you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to see right, if I well, can cover. Are you, are you dash actioning, or are you just? Yeah, I'll dash out. Then move your sixty feet. Alrighty. Oh, I'm... 
<laughs> I'm off the map! Sorry. I'm gonna sit. 45. You can just run along the side, or I can I can extend the map out, actually, so that you can move farther if you want to. Uh, and so. you know what? I'll just start going up this way. I think that's 60. Maybe. There we go. Does that do Let's anything? Yeah, now you've got, you've got more white squares to, to move into. Cool. All right. You run way off the map. Okay. Uh, it provokes an opportunity attack. You were next to uh, the lizard folk uh, who's guarding uh, Diptak. So he makes a, an opportunity attack against you. Misses. As well as the Velociraptor gets one too. That one hits its claws. So as you run out of its way, you take four uh, slashing damage. All right, so you you start running off to try and get the Velociraptor to chase you. Who who's been facing you and uh, uh, to to attack you next? Uh, seems like okay. Um, Diptak, uh, seeing he sees that you are you are coming with the to swing the Velociraptor with him, and he goes, "Wait, wait, wait!" and he begins backing up. He begins backing up cautiously, and then he readies. Uh, he he readies. It looks like he's readying, like he's preparing to be to be hit and to, to counterattack. What you're about to do? He says, "Wait, wait." Uh, okay, the one that's next to him also backs up along with him to try and protect him, standing a little bit in front of him as the loyal guard does. Also readies an action. Stanley, it's your turn. Um, alrighty. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, it's a bonus action. Man, I have too many bonus actions is my problem. Yeah, your bonus action economy is you only get one, so don't pick too many bonus actions to do all the time. Uh, hey, some of it's elective. Some of it I just haven't had a say in the whole matter. Um, freaking A. Uh... Okay, so the curse is going to dissipate because I I don't think it lingers. If I don't use the bonus action to move it, it's gone, right? I don't know. Do you know? It doesn't say, so <laughs> I'm assuming that's how I it need works. need you guys to know your spells. Possibly. It doesn't say is the problem. It just says I can move it. if the All right, you place a curse on a creature that you can see within range until the spell ends. You deal an extra 1d6 to card damage when you hit it with an attack. Also choose one ability when you cast a spell as disadvantage. He drops to zero hit points before the spell ends. So this, how long does the spell last? It's concentration. An hour. An hour? Okay. Before the spell ends, you can use a bonus action on a subsequent turn to curse a new creature. Yeah, it sounds like you have it for an hour. Oh, okay. Well, we won't move it this round because instead, Stanley's eyes are going to flash silver, uh, and he is going to, on everybody except Hope, who is sadly out of range now, uh, he is going to say, Alitorish ya taldin! Ooh. And grant five temporary hit points to uh, myself, Nash, and Varel. And uh, if you want to use your reaction, it turns out I read this wrong. You can move up to your movement in any direction <laughs> without uh, without doing an opportunity attack. 
You can up to up to your movement. Yes. There we go. What? What? So I can just chase him with a velociraptor. Yes. <laughs> <in my hands? laughs> uh, I wonder like if I should put a gun? move restriction, yeah. like you have half movement while you're carrying. You have half movement while you're doing it. It's heavy. Okay. It's, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. It's pretty nuts, right? Um. So, uh, which is this mantle of inspiration? Yeah. Yeah, move up to its speed without provoking. Wow. <laughs> I know. I used to think it was only five feet. That's insane. You just give everyone a free move action. Yeah, if they want to spend their reaction. And it. no opportunity attack. So if you basically, if you wanted to line it up so that everyone was surrounding one guy to Nova him, you could have the movements all happen during your turn, and then everyone does their attack on a single dude. That's crazy. Anyways, it happens. People, uh, Varel, do you get that? Yeah, you get your reaction for this turn as well. So everyone, everyone, all those three of you can move up to their move speed. Please describe for our audio listeners where you're moving to, though. Uh, I have moved away from Raptor Buddy Man uh, okay. back towards the Fate Four. Yeah. I'm now standing behind Nash, who's by the Dynamite Lizard. Yeah. Um, that's where I moved to. Nash, where are you moving to? I have a feeling Varel's got. Going right there. We you know we know exactly where he's going. Okay. I so oh sorry, to... audio listeners, I moved on to the other side of the door of the Fate Four. Is where I'm at. So Stanley and I are right there. I will shot put advance spinning as I go fifteen feet forward. <laughs> preparing okay. the momentum to fling my raptor at my opponent. And for my action. I am going to cast at first level Dissonant Whispers on the Dynamite Raptor. Okay, that's a save. A Wisdom 15 save. It saves. I rolled a 20. Not natural. Boo! Let me see if it still takes damage uh, or not. A failed save. It takes three. Oh, wait, no, that's failed. Yeah, I guess it just doesn't take anything. Okay, so it starts shaking itself off uh, randomly as it looks around. Um, it thinks it hears something, but nothing happens. Okay, Pharrell, your turn. Awesome. I would like to fling my raptor at Diptak after okay. many spins. Uh, all right, I should have been thinking about this ahead of time. Uh, how do, so you're throwing it at him like a ranged weapon. Right, but uh, uh, javelins, and if I'm throwing rocks, can be strength checks in 5.E. So I can do this as a strength okay. throw. Okay, so it's just a skill check then, and he gets hit with force damage. Yes. And, you know, if the raptor's and scared and has its teeth and out. And what's the range? So it's, it's 10 feet that it's got to travel. So I think it would be 1d10. Like, it would, you know, so you can sort of take fall damage and apply it to if the ground flies at you instead of you okay. falling at it. Right? So, yeah. So the farther you fling it, the more damage it would do. Cool. Well, let's see how far how far strength throws it today. All right, twenty four. <laughs> All right, one d ten plus your strength modifier. Awesome. This isn't a weapon, so I won't apply my rage damage. Uh, 
No, you should play your rage. He's we? totally a weapon, man. Big it, old fleshy dinosaur. Well, it says, it, it says only weapon, weapon attack. attacks, and it's very particular in 5e. Yeah. Something's a weapon or something's improvised. Yeah. We're not, he's he's using a skill check to throw basically the ground at him, so it's not a weapon, if that makes sense. Okay. Cool. So 13 points wrong, of damage. But we're ruling that. 13 points of damage. And how much damage does he have on him? Okay, that brings him to 20. All right, so you throw, you throw, <laughs> you take it by the tail and you whip the Velociraptor. He's like spinning around like crazy, and it smashes right into Diptek. And he goes no, and and his spear flies out of his hand, and every like, <laughs> and it lands on top of him. Boof! And the weight of the Velociraptor is now pinning uh, under Diptek, and Diptek's body goes limp and flies back an additional five feet with the Velociraptor on top. The Velociraptor also takes damage. Uh, so can you roll one d10 plus your strength? can do because if he fell into and as i throw the velociraptor i'd like to electrify him sure <laughs> <laughs> all right uh 16 and then you get the dex but that <laughs> 16 points of damage so 15 okay so uh you throw the velociraptor it lands on top of diptak and you can still hear it breathing and growling and trying to struggle to get up, but Diptek is motionless. Cool. It gets its uh, deck save, I guess, for the lightning damage. Oh, oops. That's safe, so not quite as cool. much. Two points of damage. Oh, so an additional two? Yeah. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. It's just barely, like, you've really, you've crushed both into each other, and they're in a tangled pile uh, standing in front of you. Awesome. And, and I'm unarmed. His spear flew out of his hand. I'm kind of post-bowling posed right now as I through it. <laughs> All right, Nash, your turn. Okay. okay. Um, you just watch Pharrell throw a Velociraptor at Lizard Guy. <laughs> um, all right, I'm far enough away that... The raptor that's chasing after Hope, is he still in that position? It's the one marked V4. Yeah. Okay, so he just hasn't had a he hasn't had a run yet. Yeah. Okay. Um can I hit him with anything? With him running? I don't know the rule on that. If he's taken off, can I try to hit him with something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's uh, he's still, you know, uh, healthy looking. He's still still angry, still moving about. Oh, crap. He's focused on Hope, who's run away, though. It looks like I clip, uh, I clip Bok Bok's spot, though, if I do anything that's line of sight. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you can just move. I can move, bit, yeah. Probably. All right, well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to move to mm-hmm. be uh, just to this corner of Stanley. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, let's see here. I would like to. That's dumb. All right, let's just do another firebolt. Okay. Reached uh, spell attack. Yep. Let's see if we get a hit. Two. Uh, nope, that misses. <laughs> you, you, you fire out the firebolt and it flies above Bok Bok and above the Velociraptor and it great uh, flies into the 
you know, to the sky, to the night sky. All Illuminating right. the desert as it goes along. I have a grump. My character has a grumpy face again. And that's the end of my turn. <laughs> okay. All right. So Bok Bok now, uh, he, he turns around, looks at you as if like, whoa, that was close. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> and then he puts his hand over his ears and he starts running back towards the vehicle. Uh, provokes an opportunity attack from the Velociraptors. It looks back and sniffs him. Uh, hits. No. Nails Bok Bok in the back for a few points of damage as he like, ah, ah, and he runs towards the vehicle with his hands over his ears, runs inside and takes cover inside the uh, the vehicle. Uh, so, which one is L3? He's probably... Oh, L3 is the one that got thrown on top, right? Yeah, okay. So, uh, this Velociraptor slowly, like, gets up on top of uh, Diptac, steps off, and he looks around all dazed and confused. He's, like, slowly, very cautiously looks at Juvarel and then decides to take off. And he starts running out into the into the night, <laughs> barely surviving. He's limping as the Velociraptor runs out into the night sky. And this one, the, the the one that's next to you, the lizard folk, he looks at he looks at it. And he says, "Cowardly beast!" and spits Puh, in disgust at this Velociraptor who's cowardly running away, uh, who's gone essentially. Uh, let's see. So um, now, and next up is V three. So one of the Veloc... That's the Velociraptor that ran. Who is L3? Oh, it's the one that's running. So this guy turns around on his Velociraptor and charges uh, for you guys. Comes up in front of you next to the Fate 4. The Velociraptor comes up, makes an attack for Stanley while the Rider attacks Nash. That's one hit of the, of the slashing damage. Uh, the claws come out uh, Stanley and hits you for um, pardon me five points of damage and then makes a bite attack against you as well but it misses so he swings with one claw, swings with another scratches your chest and attempts to bite you and sticks his snout next to the vehicle as he reaches his snout in uh, Nash the rider comes up to you with by a spear. the way concentration fails at that point it failed the save so hex okay has so no more hex okay yeah. perfect um, the this, this spear comes down uh, and he makes two attacks with the spear to try and <laughs> as, as the, the cold the glassy eyed lizard folk stabs you heartlessly Nash um, twice how much damage 11 points of damage as he just shanks you with the spear just over and over twice uh, hitting you once in your arm once in your, in your gut damage on your right side all right it's not too bad john's temporary five helped me out there thank you very much stanley okay so that's those two i go thank um, you stanley i say for what for your <laughs> additional five hit points it's a kind of an abstract concept we can talk about it later uh, okay right. i don't all right so this Velociraptor here, the dynamite raptor uh having slashed at bok bok turns around back to his hatred focused in on on hope and runs 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, and then kaboom! <laughs> oh, no. Yes. Inside of its chest, um, stomach area just explodes suddenly, dealing... It's 3d6 for dynamite, right? 3d6 bludgeoning. He's going to automatically fail a save because it's inside of him. 
Um, in fact, that'll deal additional damage. Smile, Jeez. you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's going to deal, because it's inside of him, he's going to take additional damage from the dynamite. 20 points of damage to him. And, well, there's nothing else within uh, five feet of him that has to make any saves. So his stomach just explodes out from underneath him. And he goes, ah! As he continues running, guts dripping, 30 feet, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55. He actually has a move speed of 40, so with a dash action, he can move up to 80 and can't run you down. So now he's right on you, his guts hanging out, still living, but, you know, clearly it won't be long for this earth, but he still has life in him as he's right on your t- right on your tail as you're, like, booking it down the desert. <laughs> he's right behind you. Um, Hope, it's your turn. All right, so breathing hard because I've been dashing. I'll, I'll hear the explosion, and I'll turn around, and I'll see him coming at me with those guts, those glorious guts hanging out of his stomach, and I'll reach my hands up and try to grab his intestines and just pull them out. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you want to just pull his intestines out? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, can we do an acrobat, slight a hand check, please? Slide of hand. <laughs> I just picture like a magician with scarves out of a sleeve. Oh. You're on the subway and you're like, oh, where's my intestine? Oh, oh. oh, they got me again. I thought it'd be grapple or something. Nope, you're trying to stick your hand in where it's dangerous and pull out some intestines. It's a slight of hand. Uh, all right. 11. All right, and what's... I can set a DC for this. What's the DC on stealing someone's death? <laughs> <laughs> He's exploded on the inside. Doesn't he? All right, it's, it doesn't qualify as easy. It's at least moderate, so no, 11 won't cut it. You go to try and take his intestines for yourself, and uh, he just knocks them aside with his head. You just have a hard time getting your hand uh, underneath there. It's just raging and tempting to attack you. So that's your action. Yeah, and I'll stand there, and I'm going to keep trying. He's almost dead. And also, gonna... my machete and gun are back where I ran from, so this is oh, going to no. be a dirty brawl. Uh-oh. Oh, no. All right. Um, so, uh, Diptak, uh, lying on the ground, says, I yield! That's what he says to you, that he's yielding. To who? Um, to Varel? Varel. He yells it to the air, but where Varel can hear it. The 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 one that's been guarding Diptak moves back to cover his body, stands in front of it. You can make an opportunity attack if you choose Varel, because he's moving out of your melee range. Okay, I won't. I'd, I'd use the opportunity to look back at the mounted rider to see if he's stopped. I mean, he hasn't stopped yet. Although he would have he would have heard this, and he's 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 looked back towards his leader. Okay. The Velociraptor's still going nuts. But yeah. The, but you look back, you see he's looked at the yield and heard the yield sign. Since it's a matter of seconds that we're going through, you don't have to wait till the next turn to find out if he obeys his patron. Okay. Or master or lord or whatever. I'm not sure what we would call it in wizard folk terms. It's house leader. Uh, so he says, I yield. That's uh, So this guy moves up in front. V1 is being ridden. 
So we usually have been doing these two turns together, so I should just move. I'm just going to move him with the lizard folk he's on so I stop getting confused. And V1. So Stanley, it's your turn. All right. Uh, having heard that, I will just motion for diplomacy to return to me and sheath it and just stare intently at the rider. Okay, Varel, your turn. All right, I will... <laughs> I will walk up uh, to Diptak on the ground behind his guard and speaking over his guard, motion to Hope and say, call off your beast then. To his guard to call off the beasts? Okay. Uh, to Diptak over his guard, not acknowledging his guard. Straight to Diptak, call off your beast. Head flick to Hope out in the desert, duel in the uh, intestine. Okay, so um, he's, he's, he says, Morakakurek! Hayat! Har! And and the 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 the, the this um, one that he's riding and the lizard folk sort of um you know slaps it on the side and they they move out of your range and come to protect their the patron. Oh. Uh, this raptor here pays no mind to it in the throes of a death stance. It's still bearing down on hope effectively. So if everyone has stopping any of their combat actions. They can, but hope and this beast cannot. This beast will not. This beast is uh, dying, and will attack violently till it dies. So I mean, we're going to move ahead. I assume just a, a ear glance towards hope sounds like she's having a great time and doesn't need help. Okay, so let's resolve this little combat to see what happens, and then we'll go back to the conversation. Um, uh, hope you had the last move of these two, so it's it's his turn. It's going to attack you wildly with its claws. Um, 15, does 15 hit you? No. Not 15, sorry. Claws plus 4. 19, 19, 17 hit you. 17. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I rolled like a 17 in the 22, so you get hit with both claws. So that's um, slashing damage. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 points of damage as both claws wildly sink into either of your sides and slash you. And then um, it's going to bite you. Uh, and that one connects as well. Rolled a 19. And that's at 5. So, what was the other damage? 5 plus 11? Uh, 5 plus 16. 16? Yeah, 21 points of damage. Cool. As it, as it bites you and slashes you with both of its claws and just, it's, it's fighting wildly and intensely and cool. you were kind of having a laugh trying to pull its intestines out, but you realize you're in a serious I have a reaction situation. though to the damage. Okay. Alright, so I'm going to cast Hellish Rebuke. Mm -hmm. And he, the attack, the save is a dex 13. On him? Okay. Yeah. So my eyes will go black. I roll 11. Perfect. To fail. Sweet. So he's going to take 16 points of fire damage as hellish flames consume him. What? Okay, can you describe uh, describe this for me? Oh, totally. My eyes will, will cloud black, and I'll laugh and and say something horribly harsh on ears for those who don't understand demonic as I point at it, and my voice will echo. You, you can't point at it because it's bitten you and it has its claws in you. Then I'll. It's an spit intimate on it. kill. Yeah. 
Continue. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but he's not away from you. He's Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. But yeah, so that's what will happen. Eyes will cloud black. The like, vo- my it, voice will echo. fire? Is it fire that hellish flames? Hellish like... flames. Okay, so you just... <laughs> you magically set it on fire as it melts in your hand and you hear it screaming in your ear. <laughs> and you and Diptak are looking at one another... Waiting for the sound to end so that you can parlay. And he's like, ah! this is fireball in the desert, uh, the lighting up the be night sky. As it dies. Sure, I imagine that you know it, it sinks down to its knees, and then you're on top of it, forcing it as if almost you're pushing it into hell, into the ground. As it's, it's your will, uh, keep it aflame. And everyone sort of watches this for a solid sixty seconds, just hope killing this beast. In the most violent possible way imaginable, and the cries yell out throughout the desert uh, until finally it, it goes, Aah! and there's nothing but silence in the lick of the sound of flames crackling. Sweet. We should take a break on that. No? Yeah, Stanley should prep his uh, prestidigitation for uh, how gross Hope's going to be after this little fight. <laughs> yeah, you're covered in blood, soot. Like like burnt blood and blood and the intestines you got on you now. So yeah, nicely done. All right, we're gonna take <laughs> we're gonna take a break. Uh, uh, hang in there, everybody. Come back in just a moment. We'll be right back and right here for you. All right, we're back from our break, and we now continue. Bo, desert. Oh, the yeah. night becomes quiet once the smoldering, fl- except for the smoldering flames of the Velociraptor that's on fire, thanks to Hope. Diptak is lying on his back, blood running from his nostrils and from his mouth, and he says, "I yield." And his companions move to protect him, one mounted on a velociraptor, one standing directly in front of them, barring their spears, still appearing threatening, but making no motion to attack. Your men fought bravely. I am not accustomed to letting my enemies go, but I am burdened with glorious purpose and may serve you as a messenger and I stow back on my kind of chest belt leather thing uh, my mace shield is still on my back and I'll kind of between the two lizard folk extend a hand to help him up okay he takes your hand and you cl- clasp it on your, your wrist like where your forearm is and you oh, yeah. clasp this you pull him back up and he gets up immediately and he says, I, Diptak of the Golden Land, do not yield lightly. I am impressed with your strength. Your strength is filled with purpose and determination. And to defeat one as powerful as I, it must indeed be the mark of greatness. And I must excuse myself for not believing or for believing, I should say, that your 
companions were a sign of your weakness when clearly it is a sign of your discernible strength. My clan pledges its allegiance to your clan, but I know not of your clan. From we which are... clan do you come from? We are free of clan. What? Members, heroes of the wastes, burdened with the greatness to save this land from an oppression force. The foe we face calls all clans to him, and we must be above such ancient ways. I, Diptek, pledge my scales to your Hero of the Waste clan. And he gets down on his knee, and then um, the, the lizard folk on the Velociraptor dismounts and stands behind him and dismounts and the one that's guarding him also stands behind him on top of the corpse that's there the melted head and gets down on a knee uh, towards you and they look towards the ground and they hold his position then I bind you to your word and I will call upon you when your time is needed for now my request is return to your home and ready your people for the war to come they, they all rise and say, we pledge us, and Diptak looks to you and says, we pledge clan, uh, Diptak's clan of the Golden Land to you. Our emissary may be found in Rajak Val. When the time comes to call on us, you will find our representation there. Speak of those who I travel with. No, let the people know that we are heroes of the waste. Tarad Thoret, the Red Death, and I motion towards Hope as she emerges. I'm walking back, getting my gun, my machete. Vicene Rezathis, the speaker, Stanley Billings. Give a little nod. Daraxus Voraxus, Nash, the Dragon Keeper. I also give a little nod. His head, uh, Diptak's head turns this way as he looks to Nash. Which dragon does he keep? He is a caller, a summoner of dragons. His heart beats with the power of those that he has gathered before him. These are otherworldly claims. He calls upon dragons, and they begin to approach you, Nash. Diptak moves past Pharrell and, and towers over you as he approaches. Now, I know you're six feet, but he's, you know, a little seven feet. So he looks down upon you, and he places a hand carefully upon your chest. He says, Yes. Yes, I feel its power. This is the one who calls dragons. What'd you call him again? Who, me? Daraxis oh. Voraxis. Daraxis Voraxis. We offer you our respect. With his hand on your chest, staring intently down at you. I go, Varel. 
What's this about? You, you speak Draconic, right? So this all has yeah. been... Oh, do I? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah I we do all now. Do. Yeah. yeah, everybody here does. <clears throat> all right, never mind. Yeah, no, I do now. Um, I say... Um, I pull my head, my hood off. I pull it back, exposing my wrapped and tumorous face and head, whatever's left of it. And I look him in his lizard eyes. I look up and I say, you don't know the half of it. His hand moves from, from your chest and grabs the back of your head like this. And he puts his head to yours. And he's just, he's just silent for a moment. I feel this. He turns to Vorel and he says, I feel this one's strength. He has scales in him. Then you know why I have broken our customs and travel with these mighty heroes. We plan to destroy the principle. Who? The word is unfamiliar in the draconic tongue. So you've, you've said something, you know, the principle is like a, it sounds commonish, not, you know. What is this principle? He comes for us, our children, to enslave them from lands beyond here. Our people have been fortunate to avoid his touch till now, but his grasp is ever gripping at our sands. Then we will defend as you will, our house is bound to your house from now until the final sunset as we take our journey into stars. The stars. Is his head still pushed on mine? Is he saying all of this? No, okay. he's let go and he's turned to... Alright, because that would be weird. Just a little awkward and uncomfortable. Mm. But it's, it's fine. I will know your names as well, although if you didn't name the guys, then you don't have to come up with names. Just... I am Diptak. These are my brothers. This is Loro. And that is Thakak. I heard Yanni. <laughs> they are part of my royal guard, but also my brothers. Literally, brothers. The one you have slain in honorable combat <laughs> is Rak Raknir. You will be honored as his spirit flies with our forefathers through the stars. Tell me, what do you know of the land the humans call the Teat? Teat. I have heard of such a settlement to the south of our lands. It is a place of great filth. The pinklings gather there and spawn their kind in massive numbers. But they are dirty. And they are without honor. We avoid these lands. But are prepared to murder any who transgress into the golden land but they have not come we have watched for many generations 
We travel there now. Return to your home. In Rakak. Rajak Val. Return to Rajak Val. Prepare your people for war. I will call upon them within a thousand days and a thousand nights. As you command. Men, let us take our leave. And they mount their velociraptors. I think there's, is there, there's not enough remaining, so. Is there only one Velociraptor left? Yeah. <laughs> so they They're going to have to clown car that thing. It'd be a clown car running through the desert. I love yeah. it. Tip-tack, tip-tack uh, mounts the Velociraptor, and the other two run alongside, and they be, they depart into the night, out into the horizon. And after a handful of minutes, they can no longer be seen. Which, like a grandma waving at a car, I stand completely still, watching their entire depart. I'm going to bed. And then get back into the van. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was fun. Me too. Back to the van. I pull my hood back on. Alright, so everyone gets back into the van while Varel just stares out for a solid, you know, good good bit of time. Everyone gets back to sleep. You are going to benefit from a long rest. The rest of the rules were pretty safe, and we said that would be the only event for the evening. Um... Varel, it's up to you whether you want to go to bed or not. This is an exciting time for you. Alright, after they've left over the horizon, I will let loose a big sigh and deflate a little bit and start walking back towards the car. You said it was about ten minutes? Is anybody still up? Everyone's cocked out big time. I mean, no, actually, it's up to them. I, I would assume they still have battle nerves going on, so sleep might not come easily. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that I just fall right asleep. Trying to get comfy. Ten minutes in. Yeah. I I come into the car, all two hundred sixty pounds of me, shaking a little bit, make my way over to the cooler and flip it open, start kind of <sighs> rummaging around for some snacks. Bok Bok uh, looks up at you, gets up excited, and he says, "Did you see Blowy? Blowy, Blowy! I made Blowy." <laughs> a little exasperated, but I'll turn to him with a smile. I did, Bok Bok. You fought well. I am. I am the hero of this battle. I deserve reward. Fresh, fresh. And he points towards Tedna, who's like passed out on the couch. Oh, I forgot about fresh. Tedna. Fresh. One toe. Two toes. There is a departed lizard folk you may have at in the waste beyond. He looks at you and he says, mm. Scales. Eh. I take comfort in that, Bok Bok. Just know that fine. we head we head to fine, the teat full of humans, and we may find yet use some fresh meats. All right, he he exits out and makes his way. You see him out the window. <coughs> Excuse me, make his way towards the. Uh... <coughs> Sorry, where did my drink go? He made his way. He makes his way over to the the, the corpse, and uh, you know he begins working on it. You're not quite sure what he's doing, but you see his arm. <laughs> he sees his arm move back and forth as he's huddled over the lizard corpse body. Um, yeah. I I hope he's skinning it and not I mean he can't see it his back's towards you so messing with his doodle again like the little pervert (laughs) you can go find out if you want it well it looks like he's cutting up the corpse but he's just you know you see an intensity to his action one sec oh it's weird you alright Varel? it's weird when he gets up 
Makes me feel funny. <laughs> You're supposed to fill the air. I just had to get my coffee. It was all the way over there. And oh. We started to, but then we just decided to comment on you instead. Ah, but you had headphones the whole time. Yeah, yeah. We did have headphones. It's true. We didn't know. <laughs> I am shaken, Hope. That was uh, my first experience with the warriors of my culture in a long time. How are you shaken? Isn't it a shared culture? Has that, was it strange for you? It is raw, intense. They are unchanged by experiences with your people. I feel stronger, yet weaker at the same time, and I, my words fail me in that way. Strengthened by my experiences, but lost amongst my own kin. I did not wish to let him live. We have fought so many villains who come back, who return to plague our existence. I only hope Diptak is an honorable lizard folk and will not change his tone with time. And if he isn't, we'll kill him. And then every other lizard folk we come across. Good night. It's <laughs> 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 just sleepy. <laughs> uh, comforting, Hope. Thank you. Uh, good night. Forel, you, you did good. You've already started doing exactly what you said you would, and you're bringing more allies than what we had before. I hope so. I mean, if Tedna over there is the cream of the crop that we have to offer, we're going to need a lot more help. Is Tedna asleep? Tedna's, you know, conscious, basically recovering from his injury. Mm. Tedna, you did well to stay in the van for this engagement. You get no response. Well, we should rest. Thank you, Stanley, for your words of encouragement. And I'll head back out with my snacks into the desert. And sleep some 15 feet away after I finish them. All right. Um, perfect. So you head back outside to sleep? Yep. <clears throat> so uh, you go to sleep, uh, and the only noise there is is the smoldering, smoldering velociraptor flames still kind of flickering against the desert skyline, and you hear, like, the chipping of, like, knife against scale as Bok Bok sort of picks apart the body and looks for fresh meat. All right, the night goes by with that event. Everyone gets the benefit of a full, long rest. The sun begins to crest over the horizon, and the heat begins to rise very suddenly as it gets. It turns into a very hot day. Um, Varel, you're the first awake, just from nerves and excitement. You open an eyeball out of your sand uh, sand bed, and you see that the leg of the the buck box still sort of eating away at a leg. There's a leg completely stripped of scales. And it's been cut off at the knee, and he's got the foot, and he's just got his face still buried in it. And he's like, <sighs> he's just chewing away at the leg. Half the leg is missing, most of its tendons and calves, and just eating away. 
hasn't slept all night. <laughs> and he's sort of, sort of sitting against the corpse with a hand on the belly and one hand with the leg, and he's like... <laughs> eating the fresh. Good morning, everybody. Uh, had a thought in the night, seeing as it's a bit drafty in the Fate 4 as of late. Uh, do you think anybody... Is there anybody skilled enough to maybe cut up our raptor friend there and create something we might be able to use to cover the giant hole in the Fate 4? I'd rather have that patch now when it's not an issue than be worried about it when it is. I can begin tanning the leathers of this beast. Okay, and so we're gonna we're gonna do that as the activity for the morning. Yep, so that's a short rest, and that would be my cunning artisan. Though it's just armors and shields, I right. So we're gonna revolt, roll a survival check to see how long and how effective. Cool. Your work is. Six. Okay. Seven. You have some difficulty as you strip the the skin. Uh, you take uh, your, your nails and and try and. Uh, skin it. Bok Bok also helps you and whenever a piece of meat drops off a piece of skin he picks it up and eats it right away. But he's proactively helping you and you and uh, you have basically made this sort of uh, you don't have any tan. I don't think you can tan scale. Um, but you've created a you know a quilt from different parts of his skin uh, sewn together using the like uh, like strip bone very finely to make like a uh, thread. You use the thread of the of, of thinned bone to make it. it. Takes about three or four hours, all said and done, to get this thing together. And you kind of drape it over the scale over where the hole is. It's not solid. Anyone standing on it will fall through. But um, you have a you have a cover for the hole. All right. That's some uh, fine work there, Vorel. Now, do you want to fasten it with? Uh, you probably need to fasten it with nails. So this is where hope comes in. Uh, cool. Let's get you a uh, engine a repair roll, please. Or vehicle repair. Go. Uh, Fifteen. Okay, so it doesn't take you very long to do it. About an hour, all said and done. You guys burn time from about six a.m. till about noon to get it done. Noon hits. Everyone gets really hung uh, hungry, and during this time, you hear uh, uh, from inside the vehicle. Tedna shoots up. Gets up and runs outside and barfs. <laughs> He's got drippings of like bile sort of on his chin as he wipes it away. And he's like, <laughs> and he looks sick. He's got bags under his eyes. <laughs> and he sort of looks up at you guys and there's some shame and he goes back into the Fate Four and um, he starts looking around for something to drink or something to eat. I look at him and go, how you feeling? Not good. What happened to me? I forget what happened to him. I kind of did too. What happened to him? He was uh, <laughs> he was driving the vehicle and a grenade, I think, or a rocket hit the corner of the fate mm-hmm. floor. Uh, oh, and he went okay. flying. Yeah. yeah. I know he was out, but I can't remember why. So I remember he woke up and told Hope he was beautiful. And then, or she was beautiful. <laughs> I'm hey, beautiful. I'm beautiful. <laughs> I'm beautiful. <laughs> um, he, he walked around. And so, anyways, he's inside. It's like I don't remember what happened. 
I'm really sorry, guys. I really try my best. I'll do better next time. But, oh, oh, he clutches his stomach. And he's, you know, looking around. And all there is to eat in there is, like, dried sand squid. And takes a stick and starts munching on it. Bear meat as well. Well, there's bear meat. Can I have some, Mr. Mr. Varel? You may. Sweet. And he takes out a haunch and you know, tears off a reasonable amount. And is there anything to drink here? Does anyone have something to drink? I'm really thirsty. We've got that uh, piss water. There's a water. There's a water tank, isn't there? Yeah. There's a water tank, but we got the what was the drink that they gave us at the camp? Mighty piss. Yeah, piss water. <laughs> piss you, water. Got a <laughs> you got a creative slosh piss. That's it. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, it's too early for slosh piss. It's gonna make me sick. Is, is there? Is there water? Uh. Yeah. All right. And so, anyways, you show him where the water thing is. He takes a, a cup that you guys might have in one of the cupboards and fills it up. Drinks a whole bottle and then takes another one. Drinks three like full liters of water. Then sits down with a full glass and the bear meat and quietly is eating. I would like to point out to you, Junior, that so far your contributions to help have been exactly none, and you have wasted our time, effort in aiding you, you've wasted my magic saving your life, and now you're cutting through our supplies. So far, the you won't even notice me, I'm noticing quite a bit. I say, Jesus Chrome knows that I don't agree with Stanley very often but I do today you've kind of been a burden boy I'm sorry you guys it was just it was just a bit of bad luck I'll do better next time I swear I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna contribute I'm gonna be I'm gonna I'm, uh, just sort of stand the right fact that you consider it bad luck is perhaps the most concerning it shows you're not taking any sort of responsibilities for your own well, actions. But man, I was gonna, I was gonna run over that guy in armor. I didn't know you guys could like do Look the at crazy. Look the hole crap. in the vehicle, kid. The car and start okay. driving as this conversation continues. Okay. <laughs> he's like, he's like, just chill, just chill. It was just bad luck, okay? Like, I'm, 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 I am not as experienced as you guys. It's true. But my heart is in the right place, and I'm if telling you, you right now. If you say the word luck one more time, I'm going to put a blast hole through your head. <sighs> Do it then. I don't want to live anymore, anyways. If that's how you're gonna be, I'm gonna fire an Let's eldritch talk. blast right past his head. <laughs> okay. Uh, attack roll. It's a uh, twenty-one. Roll damage, please. Well, I'm not hitting him in the head. I'm past you're hitting his the head. truck. I need you to roll damage. Oh, okay. Yeah, Fair we're enough. we're indoors here. <laughs> Nine. Okay, so the fire hell just blasts past his head and it hits the wall behind him and blows a hole out this thing. Stanley! <laughs> and he goes, holy shit, you're cranky. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I swear. Just, okay, fine. All right? I look at Varel. I, I need to, I need, look, it's not just your fight to save this thing. Other people have to do it too, and maybe we're not as amazing as you are, but we still gotta help. The problem you know, is you're doing myself. the opposite of helping. All right. Well, let, instead of you know being all like 
dismissive towards me. Maybe you could help teach me how to be helpful. Like, what oh, should I have done in that situation that you would have liked? You say this I like would... we have a responsibility to raise you, boy. You came don't in raise here, me, but we're working as a team. Like, don't people in a team like talk about how they're going to help he you? Yeah, but, but normally people have when they have a team. There's a general agreement that you've joined the team, and everyone says yes. You're now on the team. You inserted yourself into the team. You're like a beautiful. We were a pristine lake of pure water, and you came and took a big, wet, dirty shit in it. Well he's, said, quiet. he's quiet for a minute as you guys bear down on him, and he starts crying. You're like, <laughs> I just want to help. <laughs> my, this, he took my daddy from me, and he took my mommy from me, and now you guys are being assholes. <laughs> it's not fair. And you guys are awesome, and I want to be awesome like you. And you're just like, stay away! You can't fight in this fight. We're worried you're gonna die. Damn it! I'll, I don't care if I'm gonna die. I'm I'll stop the fate four enough to get everyone's attention, and I'll call Ted up front. And he, he wipes his eyes and. <clears throat> And then he comes up front, and he's not quite sure where to sit, so he just sits on top of the hole where just, the guns are. I'll stand up and open up the driver's seat, and I'll look down at him and go, You drove. Yeah, I can drive. Now drive. All right. And he sits down, and he clearly knows how to put it into first gear. He uh, starts driving. And Ned, as he drives up, he moves it to second gear, and you, you feel that he has a reasonable amount of ability to drive the vehicle after watching him for a moment or two. Nash raises his hand real quick and says, excuse me, but we just fixed the hole in the roof. Now we have a new hole here in the rear. It's a tiny hole. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> thanks How to big is the hole? <laughs> cr cranky yeah, pants. Tiny, you know, three, four inches in diameter. We should, oh, is that all? It's a little <laughs> tiny hole? I yeah. fired a blast into it. All right. I'm just saying, the more holes we put it, the more we have you to fix. You didn't blow the whole side of the vehicle off. <laughs> that would have been great. But no, there is a hole, though, in the vehicle. And it's right, Hope's I'll, vehicle. It's Hope's baby. I'll, like, I'll sigh. I'll, I'll grab out my little needle I was using earlier and start collecting <laughs> scraps from around the car and, and sit down on the couch and start sewing again, making a little patch. I lean over while you're doing that and go, Burrell, I'm a little worried about Stan. As you as you guys say this, Bok Bok sort of lumbers on front and sits next to Tedna, like on the ground next to his seat, and he appears to pat his thigh in this comforting motion. And one kind of looks at this and is like, "Oh, this is unusual." And then he says, "Fresh, fresh." <laughs> Tedna says, "Thanks, little buddy." If you die, he will eat you. <laughs> Man, they're so mean, so mean little guy. He goes, fresh, fresh. He taught you to drive. I used to drive back in Slave Town. You know, I'd sneak out and, you know, my parents didn't want me to go out. And we were just, like, you know, hanging out and wanted to go, like, kill some chipmunks or something like that. Do something, whatever it is, you know, kids do. And we'd, we'd take my dad's car. And he'd get kind of mad, but, you know, we'd take it anyways. And I learned to drive. There's not much for a kid to do out here in the desert. 
except freedom of the road. I'm a good driver. I won't let you down. I'm sorry about what happened. What part? The part where he let us down. Or the part where he showed up uninvited. Is that the part you mean? Look, Tedna, if you're able to drive this vehicle responsibly and stop trying to use it as a weapon and can maybe let go of this vision that you're the white knight riding in to save us all the time, then I do think maybe we can find a use for you. Okay, okay. Just tell me what you want me to do. I defer to your experience. Well, That's Papa Stanley, you go first. ahead and take him by the hand yeah. and you lead him on. I think Stanley should be his new uh, adopted parent. He barely listens to me. He made me shoot a hole in the back of the vehicle. I don't have the patience for Tetna. Hope clearly has a rapport with the boy. And he actually listens to her. I'll pout. Doesn't look like a pout, but clearly this is the first time Hope has ever pouted. <laughs> but she won't she won't say no. I think she's pouting. That's fine. It doesn't look much like a pout. <laughs> but I think it might be one. Varela, <laughs> <laughs> we go in the right way to the teat. I'll look out the window and do a survival. Uh, okay. Roll. Uh, nine from the back window. <clears throat> All right. Well, out in the distance, you do see that the mountains range is still to your left of the vehicle, which is south that you determined based on the positioning of where the sun was throughout the day. Um, so as long as you continue heading west, uh, according to the map that you have in hand, you should be heading in the right direction. Looks good. And I'll return to my... Crafting. All right. So I guess uh, since Tedna's driving, uh, well, you guys can still roll for it. Hope she he's your charge for the time being, so you can roll on his behalf. Cool. The one d twelves. All right. So let's uh, let's get our first one in. A twelve. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you're driving for a little bit, not thirty minutes, out, and um, on the horizon. You're sort of looking out. Uh, not being in the driver's position allows you to scope and scout out the surrounding area, pay a little more attention to it. And um, <clears throat> you think you see a very small figure. It's like a, a little rock hill. You see a small figure sitting on the rock hill. And as you get closer to it, uh, whatever, it's like, it's sort of this, it's orange. It's hard to make out against a rock cliff. Um, but this orange figure kind of got a paunch, looks furry, uh, gets up and reaches down with, uh, picks up a cloth and starts waving the cloth in the air and flagging it down. And as you get a little bit closer, it's definitely something small and furry waving a flag at you. Uh, what do you do? What do you tell Tenda? Tenda's like, uh... Uh, should I be driving towards this guy? It driving. looks like he's in trouble. Just keep driving. But maybe we should stop and, and help him. We're heroes, right? Heroes have to make sacrifices I, I sometimes. Feel like... I'll clamber up to the front and kind of hands. Well, no, there's nothing to see. Oh, I, I heard. I heard there was heroes. What? 
Um, but yeah, just over there, there looks like a, 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 I don't know what it is, a small little guy, but I'm kind of curious. And uh, he looks like he needs help. Can I do a perception? Uh, you can, yeah. A uh, 19. Okay, well, this looks to you as you peer in and use your desert vision. It's it's like a really small tiger. Really small. Two feet. Like a, a cat standing on its two feet, waving it with a flag. <laughs> it's got a gut, and the gut bounces up and down. It's furry gut as it, it bounces up. Also, also, one of its legs looks weird. Looks like it has man stuff like on it, like like nettles. And it's jumping up and down, flagging you down. It's a cat. I mean, I'm going to cast my vote for curiosity. You don't, you don't see it. Only Varel sees it. Oh. Tedna <laughs> and Hope only see like a furry thing. You see, it's definitely a cat flagging you down. It appears to be a desert folk. Some sort of... By his jovial motions, I'd say he's a trader. A, a traitor. A, a trade... I, uh... Traitor. A merchant. Traitor. <laughs> a merchant folk of these lands. He he appears to be uh, no lack of energy for his jaunty movements and not malnourished. Uh, is that what that that's what our, our gold is for? Perhaps we could purchase a, a map or some sort of goods. We have to get going. We have a purpose to fulfill, and it's not meeting with strange critters in the desert. In the back of the van, I go, there's no harm in stopping and seeing what they got. <laughs> if Varel wants to unite the other beings in the desert, we're going to have to meet them eventually. I've never heard of a creature like this. We might as well go see what it does. Hope you know I am cautious, but this creature might have information about where we're heading. Somewhere we know is called the Teat. A, a milky organ? That's pull not much up, information to go off of. Pull it up, man. Drop off. Pull it over. <laughs> I'm staying in the car. <laughs> I can't see right now. My vision's blinded. I'm, I'm not joking. That was that laugh made me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hurt myself laughing. A milky organ. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> sorry. As you were. I'm sorry. <laughs> That nearly killed me, but... All right, Tedna. Hope we shall make a <laughs> cautionary stop at this creature. Stanley, it is clear he is well-nourished and likely uh, knows the ways of the world. Perhaps you should do the talking. Sure. Okay, and everyone collects up at the front for the most part who's curious to see what this is. And as you get closer, it's indeed standing maybe two feet tall on its feet, a rather fat-looking cat. As you get closer, you notice he's wearing, like, glasses. And he's waving down. He has a flag uh, that he's, you know, it's like quilts that he's just using to flag it down. He's like, meow, meow. You hear this, like, meowy thing. Uh, and uh, as you get closer, you see it's definitely a cat. He he recognizes that you're, you're headed in his direction. He puts the quilt down. He reaches behind. The, you can see him reaching behind the hill and he picks up this, this rucksack he puts the rucksack on it's got like papers uh, coming out the back and as you get closer you notice he has like a metal leg like this this leg made of metal like he's missing a leg he pushes his glasses up onto his little cat face and he start, he's got his hands on the straps of his bag and he starts walking towards the vehicle the vehicle slowly rolls up Tedna 
brings it to a slow halt and turns cuts the engine you hear the snapping you know when the car is hot in the heat you hear it snap you hear the snapping of the engine and snapping of all the metals and then you hear a knock on the ding 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 hello in there and you didn't want to stop hope when I go over and open the door open the door and you're greeted you look you look around there's nothing there and you look down you see standing about two feet tall this cat with a small little rucksack and a belt and a metal leg and glasses and he says greetings well greetings to you uh, good afternoon thank you very much for stopping of course more than happy what could we uh, what did you flag us down for <laughs> well I'm, I, I found myself without a ride and I, I, where are you guys headed? I could use a ride. Oh, uh, shit. She was a right. Bit of food. We should have kept going. I apologize, no, no, no. Hope. I, I have gold. I have gold. I'm I'll pay you. Nod. I thought we were going to. I thought you're a little salesman cat. I, we thought we would you. stop and get your wares or something. Well, I, I know I, I don't have wares to trade, but I have places to be. I've got research to do. Um, uh, so where are you headed? I'll pay you in gold. How does uh, 10 gold sound? For your trouble. Oh, where are you headed? We may not be going in the same direction. Well, that's why I asked. Where are you going? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm exploring, so I don't have anywhere specific that I need to be. I'll tell you but what. I've heard rumor of um, uh, there's a ruin out here somewhere, and I, I thought maybe that would be an interesting place to go exploring. Different. Uh, do we'll trade you for the kid. You can come in the place of the cat. You sound smart and like you have cool stuff to do. We'll trade you for the weasel so, so up front. So the cat leans over and looks past like one of your legs and sees the kid and then looks back and says, I don't really want a kid. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> listen, friend, what is your name? Ah, it's a good question. Uh, don't laugh. My name is Buttons. All right. Buttons Hope laughs very loud. It's very Hey, I asked you not to laugh. What's your name? I stay silent. Anyways, where are you guys headed? I just I need a ride. Any little bit would help. I'll pay you. I got gold. Why? She said her I'll say her name's Hope. When she said I'll stay silent, I thought she says I'll say Silas. Silas. <laughs> my name is Silas. All right, sorry. Go ahead. Well, buttons. My name is Stanley Billings. It is a pleasure to meet you. We are making our way to a place called the Teat. Are you yeah, familiar he, with it? He pushes his glasses up and he reaches out a paw. The paw doesn't reach very far, but he's, his paw has reached out. Curiously, he's got five fingers. It looks like a more of a humanoid hand. He reaches out a paw to... I'll shake it. Yeah, Shake it. Your whole hand covers his paw. And he's like, it's a pleasure to meet another civilized person out here in the ways. Most people, they're not great out here. Really, they're really not very smart. But I think you're a smart person. You sound like one. Thank you, Stanley. Uh, you're headed to the teat. That's on the way. A little ride over to the teat would be uh, much appreciated. And I'll give you gold. How does 10 gold sound? And he starts, he opens up a little pouch that he has on his belt. He takes out the golds like super large in his hand. And he's like, one, two, three, four. And he makes a pile of 10. He's like, look, 10 gold. Well, and I'll be out of your hair. I won't, uh, I won't uh, be much trouble. Look at me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a cat. I don't take up a lot of room. Very true, you are. Now, I will say, we uh, have to split this gold amongst the group here. 
tank gold doesn't do all of us a whole lot of good, seeing as it is uh, a decision that we all have to make. You're headed to the teat. I'm pretty sure this tin gold will buy you one of their buildings there. There's lots of money for the teat. Is it Are you that, teat folk? Uh, no, we're, we're not from, from those parts. And I'll pop around the corner. You know the teat? Um, well, I only know it from rumor that I've heard. I've, I've never been, but I know that... Um, uh, I know some things about it. The people there are very poor. I was worried that they might not even take gold, but I brought it anyway. Because gold is kind of a universal language, right? Am I right? <laughs> Stanley, he... Uh, uh, just let him on. We might, gotta get going. Yes, for his stories as well. Sixteen gold and the ride is yours, friend. Oh, Sixteen. Well, honestly, I... Can't stand another minute in this sun. It's taken me forever. I've been out here for weeks. Uh, it's a good thing I packed a lot of food, but I'm running low. It is a blessing. You know what? I'll even give you 20. How about that? I'm just so grateful that you stopped, all right? That is exceptionally generous. Of now, before you. I get on, is anyone here allergic to cats? Uh, I just want to make sure. I'll try and make myself scarce if that's the case. I just, you know, just know it's a thing. People, you aren't, you aren't, humans aren't usually allergic to elves and stuff like that, but I, I am a cat. Mine, I know some, some people have allergies. My nose doesn't really work anymore. It's fine by me. Oh, no. I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you, but uh, it's, it's okay. You spend that long in the solar mines, you don't. to start up the car. I think we should be fine. Come on aboard, Buttons. All right. He, like the, the, the height is really high for him, so he jumps up with the feline's agility and just whoop jumps up and then Bok Bok appears between your legs um, Stanley and he goes and he looks back at Varel and he looks, looks fresh 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 and he bars his teeth and, 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 and the cat looks at it and goes oh what's this disgusting thing and he, he, the claws come out of his hand and he swipes at Bok Bok and the car starts driving <laughs> okay and the door and everyone goes whoa <laughs> the car just takes off Tedna picks it back up Door slams shut behind the kitty cat, and Bok Bok sort of holds his nose, and the and and, and Buttons is just there, and he's like, <laughs> "I will, I will go down on my knee and and divide off Bok Bok. No, Bok Bok, this is our passenger, a paying guest, no less. I want to eat a delicious little delectable kitty kitty. Bok 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 Bok, look at me, look at me. Where are we going?" Kitty place. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. What is there, and what have I said? Mm, 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 fresh. Fresh, indeed. Fresh. To- <laughs> <laughs> titty, fresh. Fresh titty. Good to those who wait, yes. Yes, yes. Our honored okay, guest. okay. And then he reaches out his hand to, the, to, to Buttons, and Buttons slowly retracts his claws and takes it and they shake but it's the most awkward looking thing you've ever seen a goblin and a cat standing on his hind legs shaking hands and Bok right, Bok sort of puts his hands in his loincloth and goes <laughs> whistles and <laughs> walks towards where he was sitting like, back in common to buttons that is Bok Bok soon to be chieftain of the goblin clans uh, yes goblins are so nasty they can be. Yes. Um, well, where would you like me to s- sit? Where can I sit here? I won't be too much trouble. 
He's pretty small. We could put him in the overhead containment bins or something. It might be Nash, a hot in there. Be nice. And I'm going to start giving everybody their five gold. Everybody's getting paid. Buttons, please join me on our couch as I wish to hear what you know Very good. of the Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, now, not to be too much trouble, but do you have any, you know, something I could, I don't eat a lot, but I just need a little food. I, I smell bear. Is there bear meat here? There is. May, may, I, may I partake in a little bit of your bear meat, please? Yes, you may. And I'll go over to the thing and rip off a piece, probably, you know, the size of his head and pass yeah. it over to him. Oh, this is, this is a beautiful thing. This is fresh. He takes his tongue and... <laughs> he, starts, he starts looking. He starts licking the meat and then he sinks into it takes a little it's a little cute little bite you know it's like my cats do this delicious this is delicious i thank you very much uh mr vorel thank you you're welcome uh sir vorel (laughs) uh do you have a title Uh, vorel the lizard king you walk with such um uh regalness uh with it's like a light shining down on you now, the, everyone oh else my. here seems to, to sort of huddle a little bit before you, but I, I see pride in your in your step. Well, I, I appreciate your words. They are most kind. Hmm. And I don't mean to be insulting to the rest of you. You all look tremendously uh, wonderful people. Just that, I mean, his stature is quite impressive. Uh, I mean, for, for lizard folk, even. Usually they look so aggressive, but he just makes... I am standing here in awe of him. Thank you for the meats. Uh, these are all my companions, the heroes of the waste. They are the very heroes capable. of the waste. Is you have a title for your 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 troop here? Are you actors, Stanley? No. Oh. <laughs> He's not fond of the name yet. I say from my corner. Well, you have a title for your group, but what do you like, what do you what do you guys do? We, what? yeah, Varel, what do we do? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it's just so uncommon. Usually they attack us first, and then when they're almost dead, they want to know who we are. But this man wants to know very forward. I am confused. Is he villainous? I don't. <laughs> I'm not a villain, I assure you. I'll tell you a bit about myself if it make you feel more comfortable. Sure, why don't we start with you? Yeah, well, uh, I'm a scholar. I know, I know. I look like a cat. Uh, you know, I have to explain it all the time. I'm really sick of telling the tale. But you guys have been really nice, so, you know, if you really want to, I can let you know why there's a cat here talking to you. But um, I'm basically a scholar, and I like to study uh, historical sites and participate in archaeological digs to find out where we come from. Very fascinated by this kind of stuff. Uh, does anyone have a, a dish towel, a rag, some cloth? Takes his glasses off. He's like, my glasses are quite dirty from the desert sands. I just need to clean them so I can see you guys better. I can assist you with that, friend, and press the digitate the glasses. <laughs> oh. Because shocked he is. Oh. Oh, I see. We have, we have those skilled in the arcane arts. How interesting. 
You guys grow more fascinating by the second. I go, hold on a minute. Arcane over here, buddy. Fancy boy over there has got a whole other category of magic. I don't know where he learns his. Well, all magic comes from the same place, right? Our planet is irradiated with mana waves. They're everywhere. Don't mind Nash. He, uh... He's just a naturally gifted individual and yeah, not everyone is as gifted. Yeah, no, it's true. Some of us have to study quite a bit in order to be able to see and bend mana waves to create effects that are otherwise impossible. Fine. It's truly a remarkable phenomenon. Understands. It is a pleasure meeting someone who has a genuine interest in the subject and not just naturally gifted at hurting their allies. That sounded like a barb towards your friend. <laughs> Acquaintance. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make any t to exacerbate any t uh, tensions. Stanley, oh. are you and Nash not friends? We're co-workers. It's a complicated relationship. I respect Stanley, but I don't trust him. Say, uh, you have a lot of, uh, you got a lot of, I don't mean to be rude. Maybe I shouldn't say anything. Never no, mind. you said, to lay it out there. If you're coming with us, you got to, it's all open all the time. There. <laughs> you got a lot of, you got a lot of bumps and bruises on your face. They don't, they don't look very good. Have you seen a doctor about them? Or maybe a, a shaman. I don't know what you have available for, for medical resources here. Not and much. I don't know where you come from, but this is a this is a big these are the wastes for a reason. There aren't doctors here. Well, I hail originally from Principal City. Have you heard of this place? Oh, we've uh just a little bit here and there. I will find it Stanley. Stanley. He's kind of a doctor, what? isn't he? He's got now, the... now, don't be worried. Don't be worried. Um, some people don't like the principal city. Some people do. And they're often associating me with the Toyota host or, you know, the Karoma Kishi and their families were killed and things like that. But there's so much more to the principal city. I'm from the uh, Arcanum Universalis. I'm a scholar. And I assure you, our organization is very separate and independent from maybe some of the more militaristic uh, factions you might more commonly know hailing from Principal City. I am here in peace to simply study the history of this planet. Well, if you uh, do have an interest in that era and those sorts of things, I think I have something that might intrigue you. And I'm gonna pull out the dictionary and show Buttons the dictionary. <laughs> Please be very careful with that. <laughs> he meows very loudly. Can I look at it? I don't think I have to say it, but let's be clear. Be very careful with this. Of course, of course. And he reaches into his backpack and he pulls out these little gloves and he starts putting the little gloves on his cat hands. He's like, I'll be very careful not to get any of my oils onto the pages. Let me please have a look. Hand it over to him. And as you hand it to him, he starts... <laughs> he looks, oh, yes, yes. Oh, and he takes the pages very carefully and turns one over. 
Fascinating. English words and their definitions. Yes. We have such books, but this one is quite old. Where did you find it? I found it a long time ago in a, a ruin somewhere out in the ways. Isn't that always the way? The ruins, they're an embarrassment of riches of things from the past. If only everyone were so lucky as to visit a ruin. Hmm. He's silently sort of reading the book. This is fascinating. Do you, would you, would you be all right if I transcribed the text in here into one of my books and brought it with me? I don't want to take your possessions. This belongs to you, but certainly this would help uh, you know, living species all over with language and understanding our history. You have There's until we reach our destination, but I wouldn't mind, again, hmm. as long as... Yeah, well, it's going to take me a little back. longer than that, maybe, but I will get through as much as I can get through. Uh, what's what's diphtheria? Oh, jeez. I didn't have a dictionary open, Bo. I wasn't <laughs> ready for that. <laughs> well, it says right here. I have the actual... Yeah, I don't know why he's asking, actually. <laughs> Read diphtheria. the definition. Oh, oh, no. Diphtheria is, is diarrhea. What? It's just, well, they spell it such a funny way. Huh. Or maybe it isn't diarrhea. Never mind. It's something else. I'm wrong. Are you guys sure we want this cat with us? Hmm. He's fine. He's just reading. Now, Buttons, keep in mind you were going to tell us what you knew about the teeth. I will oh. remove book privileges if you don't make good on that part of the deal. That's a little aggressive. But I'll tell you about the tea, but I'm, I'm sorry if I offended you. I'm just making it clear. Okay, okay, well, very good. Um, the teat. Uh, teat has been around uh, for a very long time. As far as we know, it has been run by... A group of savage men and women known as the Guzzle Gang. And they're ruled by a suckmaster. And the current we I'm not clear on who is currently in leadership, but generally speaking, it's sort of a um I guess maybe a feudal system, something like a barony. So the gang runs uh runs the refineries from their stronghold, and um uh they rule over the masses who are their workers, uh, feudal workers, so they pay a ton in taxes and have barely any money in the surrounding area called Trashburg. And um, the poor in Trashburg basically work in all the refineries, and the law in that town is just whatever, you know, it's a, a dictatorship. It's whatever uh, the suckmaster deems is law, uh, is law. And um, they have a, a, an unusual fascination with snakes, and they have tattoos of snakes, the Guzzle Gang, uh, on them have this and um they worship a god uh what is the god's name again it was quite fascinating although we don't have a lot of information they worship a goddess of oil and savagery called andriesta and they have a cathedral devoted to andriesta in the fortress now there's no record of anyone having seen it i do believe um there was a time when handsome dan dakota uh, did happen upon this place to chart it for his maps and um, I don't believe his stay was very pleasant, so we don't have a ton of information. Uh, yeah, and 
there seems to be um, if a fan, they have like a, a national sport. Well, not national because they're not a nation. At least the principal doesn't recognize them as a nation. So we'll say the word works. Um, in that, uh, they like to play a game called blood ball. They love this this sport called blood ball that they play there. Now there's only two teams, and my understanding is one team always beats the other team. But generally speaking, it's their their favorite pastime. And blood ball has its origins in an older sport before the scorching humans used to play this thing called um bass ball i can't remember exactly what it's called baseball might be in the book basketball baseball oh yes let's look this up it's baseball over to the bees says yeah that looks like baseball you're right there's a sport played with a ball and a bat so it's somewhat similar to the baseball but they call it blood ball over there and i think it might have some special Variants, if I recall correctly, everyone has a baseball bat and blood ball, um, and it can be used to injure other people. But um, I don't know the exact rules, so don't quote me on them. Something like that. But uh, this is a popular uh, pastime for the citizens and the guzzle gang of the teat. That's about all I know. I'm interested to find out myself. Maybe I'll stop by for a quick visit and bring back my notes uh, to the. Uh, universal uh, university well thank you that's uh oh that's very helpful. actually you know what you sort of i almost forgot um i have brought with me a book of maps from dan dakota he takes out a scroll case from his backpack he's like here's what i can do in exchange for letting me copy the information out of your dictionary how about I take some chalk over this parchment and I will uh, make you a copy of the map I have of the teeth. I forgot I had a map of the teeth. Do you want this? Yes, that would actually be extremely helpful. Okay, just give me one moment. Uh, it'd take me about 30 minutes. Uh, get back to me in 30 minutes. Do you have a flat surface anywhere in here that I can use? This is the workbench. Stanley's head. Oh, yeah, that we do. Stanley's we have <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> this guy, you guys are, you guys have this clever repartee going back and forth. You're, you're very funny characters. Uh, this is great. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are like a classic comedy duo. All right, and I'm about to send you. After, so some time goes by, and you watch intently as he copies one map into the other. And in the Slack, I will put in a copy of the map of the teat. The map of the teat. And the Trashburg environs. Okay, I thought I had it open and I don't. It's going to take me a second. There we go. Map of the teat. Chat room, I'll show this so you can see it as well. Uh, once I get it. Um, so, yeah, it's not, I don't think, the most accurate thing. Uh, Dan, you know, makes these, he kind of rushes through some of the finer details. But for the most part, this should give you a sense of the layout. You see here, um, there's the oil sands that are very difficult to traverse. And the fort itself is up on a small hill and surrounded by a moat of basically quicksand it's it's oil and tar and sand 
Um, so it's difficult for any vehicles to get across. There's a large steel wall that surrounds it. You have to gain access through one of the rampart, one of the, the bridges. A very, very fascinating build. Uh, highly defensible. But you'll see here there's a stadium right in the middle. And they have a little overlook where royalty can watch, apparently, from the, the stadium, from their overlook. And then the, the, the masses of the Trashburg slum get together and watch from the stands there. And... Um, Interesting enough, he's, he's the Teat Guard offices are marked here and Melinar's Bodega. I think he liked Melinar's Bodega um, as, a, as, a, as a, a little place that sold a lot of you know goods that you, you could eat. It's very popular. I don't know if it's still there or not, but it was there when Handsome Dan Dakota was there. Well, very good. This will be uh, extremely useful. I noticed a spot here and it stands out on account of the name what exactly is the pit of despair ah well it's justice you're right the justice system in in in, in the teat is that uh well if the suckmaster finds you guilty you're guilty and they have public executions up on that stage there the royal overlook and part of a public execution would be throwing people into the pit of despair for the entertainments of the masses now what is in the pit of despair is not recorded, but uh, Dan did mention that they were it was a terrible, terrible uh, monster. I'm sorry, I can't be more specific than that. That's, no, that's uh, extremely helpful. Now, as I said, I would encourage doing as much copying as you can on the book with the time we have, so I will leave you to that. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. And he gets to work beginning to copy and you hear him go he's really happy about having this dictionary to copy out of I would like to make my way quietly if suspiciously to the front of the car to hope I've been standing with my back to the front watching this whole thing arms crossed legs crossed you know leaning back against the wall well, seeing your demeanor, I will do the sort of stay. So you got your back this way. I come put my back on the wall by you, kind of talking on my shoulder. And he's, he's from the principal. Yes. I don't understand. Why don't. He's not aggressive. Well, just because he's from the principal doesn't mean he's aggressive. Are all lizard folk honorable? We just answered that last night. So, judging on his actions, all of them are honorable. All humans from Dust Hill were good people? No. All people in Slave Town were bad? No, that's not true. I just thought they'd be more in the principal city. It's. thought it'd be a villainous place. Well, I'm the executioner because stuff like this troubles you. And sometimes you have to kill everybody. <laughs> so we kill him? No, not yet. I'm not comforted by our conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you seem troubled because it sounds like you'd have an easier time taking down Principal City if the people were all bad. That is true. Of course, they're not all bad. But you can't be bothered by that in order to take over. 
Innocent people are going to die. He's also from the university. Doesn't mean they're all good in there. And I'll go sit down, kind of watch him, sit on the couch and watch him work at the, the bench. Buttons, if you don't mind my asking, uh, I hope it's not an inconvenient question, but what's the story with your leg there? Well, um, he sort of puts his glasses down onto the book and he says, well, I was I was born without one of my legs. That's just the way it was. And, um, well, I mean, I wasn't, I didn't always stand upright and speak in common with you as you do. I, uh, I was the, the, it was a pet of one of the wizards in the Arcanum Universalis, and he liked me quite a bit. Uh, but then he decided, he was curious what I was thinking and feeling, and he blessed me, uh, well, he cast some sort of magic on me that allowed me to start talking. And then I told him, hey, Darguth, I need a leg. I, can't, I gotta stop humping, humping around without a leg. It's really hard. And I see people have mechanical arms all over the place in the city. And I said, I want one of those. That was the first thing I told him. And he said, buttons, oh my. I can't, you're speaking. It's a, how wonderful. What does it cats feel when they're hungry? And I'm like, we feel like we're hungry. You know, and this went on anyways. It was, it was, uh, it was an interesting time. But uh, he decided not to reverse the magic, and we found a way to, to... Since I had the pleasure of speaking, it would be a horrible cruelty to take it away from me. So, um, you know, we we suffered through that. And eventually we had to part ways, because I'm clearly more intelligent than, than that silly doofus. Even though I am grateful that he gave me the blessing of speech and helped me with the magic in order to stand upright. But uh, he's... Uh, he has his brilliance, but uh, I surpassed him in magical ability, we'll say, and uh, we're not speaking terms anymore. No, I wasn't aware you yourself were also a practitioner of the uh, arcane. Oh, yes, I've devoted my life. You, you can't survive in the desert without magic, especially as a little cat. It's so hard. Sometimes one needs to go invisible or hide somewhere or defend oneself. Um, but uh, none of this comes naturally to me. I must study my scrolls and, 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 and learn new things all the time. It's a, a lifelong pursuit of knowledge, and, and I'm a cat. I, I don't know how long a talking cat lives. Um, my understanding is cats don't live too long. So I've got to get in everything I can uh, before it's time. That's a very good outlook. I completely agree, and... You know. you know what I gotta say? I just gotta say thank you to all of you. You know, usually when I meet strangers out in the desert, they want to eat me, they attack me right away, shoot first, ask questions later is everyone's policy. And it's always, you know, even though it's difficult, you can't get by in the desert without people's help. So I was really nervous when you pulled up that you were going to be some, some wild people. So I just want to say thank you for, you know, being good folk. Well, you're very welcome. We appreciate the uh, reciprocation of the kindness. I'm going to get back to this, though. There's so many fascinating words in here. Of course. I apologize yeah. for interrupting. Do you know what a hysterectomy is? I've never heard of that word. Uh, I mean, I've seen it before, but we didn't call it that. 
and well, the medical department it? of the university. The, well, they call it life sciences, but it's medicine. It's advanced medicine they do there. Anyway, fascinating. Hysterectomy. Anyways, you, uh, I'm going to get back to it. You take the history out of something. Is that what that is? No, not quite. <laughs> Look, we only we played baseball at the solar mines, but I don't know what a hysterectomy is. Look, Nash, if you want to read the book, I can let you borrow the book later, too. Okay. Are there pictures? Uh, no. I didn't see any pictures in here. Well, then Just F words. off. Forget it. No deal. Oh. Can you not read, Nash? Not well. I, I do better with pictures. I got just the one eye. The one good eye. And it's also, you know, everything's a little bit red and crimson in here all the time. When I get mad, it's even worse. So, you know, for me to read properly... That's why I was always so blind in the caves and caverns and dungeons we'd been in. I can't see. Not well. Well, should you ever want to practice, I would be happy to lend you the book. Just don't let me drive, and everything will be fine. We will definitely not ever let you drive. Good. Tim says, yep, that's my job. I got it under control. I've been doing a good, good job, right? Hope, I've been doing good, right? I'll look down at him. It'll it'll be an imperceptible smile, and then look back at the group. He says, "Do we have any tunes?" Who asked that, Tedna? Yeah, any tunes in here? He starts looking around the dash. Oh, I think we do. Didn't we play the radio in here before? Was that the other car? It was the other car, the little (laughs) (laughs) bike. All right, so are we continuing to drive along? Or do we have more conversation yeah. to, to do? Uh, All right, I uh, hope you're on the rolls. Well, you rolled the 12, so that'll be it for the day. How much How, how much longer are you driving for? Um, well, I figured uh, he can... It's 1 o'clock afternoon. Uh, drive until about 8 o'clock. Okay, for seven more hours. Do the thing. So, all right, sun begins to set. Uh, the mountain range to the left has changed into uh, a field, and there's sort of a line you can see where the the the, the desert wastes the light brown, light to to mid brown becomes a very dark color. You can see, you know, on the horizon, just barely where the oil sands would be starting. Cool. You haven't gotten close enough yet to make out the teat on the horizon, but you are driving in its direction as you sort of turn south a bit and help Tedna with the navigation, both you and Varel, to get closer to where you think it is based on the map. But night time has fallen. The sun has going down. It's dusk. And you get to decide what you want to do. Travel through the night or rest. Um, I'll ask the group. So, what do you want to do? Stop now. Keep going. I mean, we oh. just. When was it we had our long rest, Bo? Was it a day ago? Oh, I haven't moved everyone over to the map, have I? Let me move everyone to the map here so you can see where you've ended up. Sorry. Oh, sweet. Funny. I thought I moved over, but I have to move all the players over. I forgot to do that. So. Okay, so we're about then. One, each of these is an hour driving, right? Yeah. Okay, so we We're are four one, hours two, out. three. Yeah. All right. So when we get up in the morning, we can hit it 
All right, so we all, I guess, pour over the map. Yeah, I we don't have. see. You know, if we if we pushed it, we'd get into town fatigued. We don't know what kind of trouble might wait for us there. If we give ourselves a good night rest, we can hit it very early in the morning and be refreshed and ready to go. Sounds good. Tedna says, "Yeah, I gotta say, I could use a use a break from from driving. Uh, getting a little." cross-eyed it's I could use a little rest if you guys don't mind you've done well piloting the vehicle <laughs> I've left proof so I hope to keep doing it uh, buttons we have a map of our own you said there were ruins in this area hmm well, can I see your map who has the map can I see it I think Hope has it. Yeah, and we're all looking at it on the table. Yeah. Right? Okay, so he rolls up the map. He's like, oh, it's the same map as mine. That's a crazy. What are the odds of that? Where did you get this map? This is one of Handsome Dan Dakota's maps. It's the one I'm using. Ah, he yeah, rolls well, out his own map and shows it to you. Heard his name pop up here and there on a couple of maps. There are interesting gathered. marks on your map. They're in red. That's... Doesn't look like any ink I've seen before. That's interesting. Isn't it? It's fascinating. How did it come to be marked this way? It's how it came. With our names written in red on it. <laughs> well, curious and But okay, if you don't want to share that information, I don't let me grill you. Let's see here what I can see on this map and put those glasses up. He says, yes, these ruins, where it says, on your map, it says Celestium here. Celestium? Hmm, what is that? We uh, think it's a, I don't know, a type of ore, or, I don't know, alchemical substance of some kind. Out of character, um, for a second. Yeah. Don't tell him too much information, unless you're going to kill him like you killed Brent. I'm getting scared. Back in character. <laughs> well, <that's... laughs> I'm getting scared. Us kill somebody? I don't uh, know. No. I didn't. Uh, so weird. <laughs> I'm actually nervous for poor buttons here. Uh, he says, "Well, it's fascinating." Celestium. Is that in your the dictionary? He moves over to the dictionary and he's like, "Ah, it's not a word in here." Odds are, and I should be clear with you, Buttons, this is got something of a fantastic element, I suspect, to it. I mean, we're a bit of explorers ourselves out here, so we're looking into a few things and seeing what we can find, but I wouldn't put too much credence on what you find written here. It could be nothing, it could be something. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, okay. Well, I'm. I mean, I'm, I'm not. You know, if there's celestium there, uh, I'm hoping you'd share the information with me so I could bring it back to the university in our studies. I mean, we're really just interested in knowledge. Or if I could take a little fragment of it to study to find out what it was, that would be wonderful. But we don't um, even just... know if it's real, let alone what it is. So certainly, I'm just fascinated by the, this part. See, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but when I open a map that 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 Dan has made or that. Um, uh, Mervin the Wild, uh, his maps are quite incredible. He, there's always these fascinating little parts 
where they haven't had a chance to fully explore it, but they have these markings on them. And I look at the map and I go, I wonder what's there. Do you ever have that feeling when you look at a map like, I just want to go to that far, far point and see it for myself. So this, this, this mysterious thing called ruins on the map. I looked at it and I'm like, you know, it makes me like, it makes me feel like, like what's there? I was fascinated by this thing. So I'm really just, it's just adventure. I'm just going to see what's there. Yes, I'm, as you can see, it even says it's a rumor. We would also be curious. Who knows what's out there? Could be yeah, something, that, could be nothing. The exact location might not be where it says. Could be. Hmm. <laughs> Do you have enough supplies to make this journey? It looks quite far. Well, we've figured we would have to make supply runs every now and then to other settlements. We are kind of taking it one step at a time for now. <clears throat> hmm. Well, would you like... I mean, would it be too much to ask if we journeyed together, uh, having sharing both the same destination? As of right now, I can't say for sure. We don't know how long we're going to be in the teat, but if you're still in town and going our way, we could certainly consider it when our business there is done. It would certainly be a more convenient option than walking there, which was the original plan. It's taken quite a bit of time. Walking there? That is an exceptionally long time. How would you manage on the way of supplies on such a journey? Well, I don't eat too much, and, and I can eat bugs in the ground, although it's not that delicious. I'm, I'm, I have my natural feline ability to hunt for, for food, and, and I find the desert, uh, well, most mortals, or not mortals, <laughs> pardon me, <laughs> I'm not an immortal. Uh, I mean most, uh, you know, upright, humanoid, normal uh, species, not like me, who's a bit of an exception, I have a lot of difficulty eating. In the, in the desert, I find Can it quite Can I do an abundant. insight check to see if the mortal comment was real or just the DM slip up? Uh, you can do an insight check. <laughs> <laughs> a 19 plus something. Um, that's a 23. Your sense is this is a, a sort of a goofy academic type character who probably misspoke. Okay, great. <laughs> Just checking. You don't know. Could be later. He's like, well, he did give you that in. Mm -hmm. um, what do you do in the ways of water or, you know, I understand digging for bugs, but don't you need to drink every now and then? Yes, I really do enjoy drinking water and drinks like all other, you know, mammalian species. Um, but, but, there's water in bugs. I get enough. If I can catch bugs, I mean, I, I get thirsty, but I do, you know, have enough. I haven't dehydrated yet. I will tell you, I have to keep my fur shaved. This is like two weeks of growth on me. So if we get to the teat, I need to find someone who can give me a shave. That'd be nice. Well, when we get there, perhaps we can set up a place where we could meet you when our business concludes. And uh, <gasps> Oh, splendid! Sp so you will take me. I have not guaranteed that we will be able to take you, but if I you can, are still I can in offer town, you gold. I can offer you gold for your trouble, and I don't, as you can see, I don't need too too much, you know, compared to you guys. So it shouldn't be a strain on your resources. Let me be completely clear with you, buttons. 
not too long ago we set out on what we expected would maybe take us a day and it's been a really long ass time since then I can't tell you how long we're going to be there for. Say, say no more. I understand the rigors of the road. I'm, 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 I'm here for the adventure. So whatever you decide to do is splendid with me, and perhaps uh, I can be of some help too. I know if you, I know, understand that you guys know magic, but I hopefully have some that can complement uh, uh, if it comes to it. Of course. Well, so so then you agree? I can come with you. I told you we will look you up when we're done with our business. Not before, when we're done. Yeah, you're okay. a little pushy there, uh, Furball. You seem okay. I'm sorry, I'm just so excited. To me, it seems I've I want to go to this one specific place on a map, and I find six people who also are wanting to head to that map now. I'm an atheist. I don't believe in Jesus Chrome or an Andriesta, and I don't believe in fate and destiny. But striking coincidence is a striking coincidence, and there's something powerful in the fact that we're both headed to the same destination. And I am fascinated, and I would like us to journey together. Sure, and we'll definitely get there faster by traveling together. So it's simply a question of whether you want to weigh the options of how long you might have to wait for us in the teat, or set out alone and see what happens. I'm so glad I ran into you guys. Okay, well, let me get back to the dictionary. I'm not done copying it over. I really would like to finish this. In case it doesn't work out, because like you said, I'm not pushing you guys. You're not committed to anything. So, you know, it looks like to finish this. This book is fascinating. Of course. He gets back to it. Lights a little candle. He pulls it up from his bag. He's got a little candle. Lights up with a flint. I will move back to the back of the Fate 4 and just kind of sit, keep an eye on him, but sit with my back up against the wall. Alright, so if you guys are camping out for the night, we'll have to do watches again. I'll, I'll, I can go first watch, or do we need to roll for order? I'll do, I'll take first watch. Okay. And you guys decide. Alright. Stanley will take first watch. Hope, Pharrell. I can take second watch. Cool. I'll take Tender's third. like, I-, I can take a watch. If anyone wants to get a good sleep, let me take a watch. You've been driving all day. Why don't you get your rest and we'll just split it amongst us for now. I'm going to I'm gonna listen and do as you say, Stanley, but don't hold me on the sidelines when you know you can use me, okay? You've done a good job today, Tedna, but let's not reach for an armful when you've done so well with just a handful for now. <laughs> a, I never heard that one before. I made it up. In it the works. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get a rolls, folks, for your watch. All right, here it goes. Oh no! Is it? Are we adding anything to this, or is it just the pure? So number? if you if you roll no, you don't add anything. If you roll an eleven, I roll on a mild table, and if you roll on a twelve, I roll on an intense table. Oh, okay. I rolled a three. I got an 11. <laughs> okay. Three. 18. Scott. It's Eight. a D12. <laughs> it's a D12. Super <laughs> intense table. 18. 18. Uh, 
<laughs> no, you need you to roll a d12, please. Oh, oh, you... Sorry. For what? <laughs> I'm okay. An, I'm an idiot. Eight. Perfect. So we did get an 11 on here. So um, who was... What watch were you, Hope? Second. Second. So around midnight. Let's see what happens. The only thing I would do while you're looking that up is before I would... Before I go to take my watch, I would stop by and say to Buttons, Buttons, I like you. I appreciate a scholar, somebody who's interested in knowledge and seeks it out. I understand I say this as somebody who has spent a good deal of time in the waste and seen a lot of very bad things and been betrayed before. But if you try to get away with that book, or if that book disappears for any particular reason, I can tell you exactly how long the lifespan of a cat is. Do you understand me? Crystal clear. <laughs> Damn. Good. Alright, and then I'll go begin my watch. He, res he, res uh, he resumes uh, continuing in the dictionary. Now, as uh, you go to your watch, he does pack up the book, blow out the candle, and he curls up... Uh, he sort of sniffs around looking for a place to sleep and he curls up uh, next to Varel. Oh. <laughs> the animal whisperer. Wayne, are, oh, are lizard I, folk I, cold no, blooded? Varel's out in the sand. He can't curl yeah, yeah, up. I would, oh, yeah, I would yeah. But are cold blooded? As adorable are, as that is. Is he cold blooded or, or warm blooded? How does it work for a lizard folk? Do we know? It's cold blooded. Oh, yeah. So he wouldn't yeah. curl up with him anyway. He'd be all cold at night. Yeah. So he um, he curls up next to home. He looks to, he goes over to Nash, but. Yeah. <laughs> just pick a thing that her. puts him off it's fine whatever yeah yeah and smells so he, weird moves up next to your foot and just sort of sleeps next to your foot like a cat would yeah you know he's just he feels comfortable enough to sleep next to your foot curls up in a small spot he's the size of a he's kind of a fat he's got a metal leg so maybe it, it juts you a little bit but he's, he curls up next to you so stanley's watch goes by with that event hope is next you find buttons sleeping at your foot and um his little backpack like next to <laughs> next to the on the floor and you sort of get up i don't know how you react to it and i, um, I try not to kick him okay and then you so you you exchange uh, watches and during your watch uh, about an hour into it you hear oh it's playing Halo. <laughs> and um, can you roll a uh, Constitution save, please? Everyone? No, just hope. Uh, oh, thank goodness. Uh, 23. So you hear this melody haunting, very faint, over the desert air. It's beautiful. It's better than the way I did it. And you hear haunting melody over the desert. And you can look to see where it might be coming from. And you look out in the direction of the oil sound, sands. You think you see a, a flash of a bluish light, you know, maybe once every two minutes. And you think you see it, but you don't see it. And you see it on the horizon. Ooh. 
I'll keep quiet and watch and listen. You keep quiet and continue to watch and listen, and you have to roll another save. Uh, an eleven. Sound enters into your ears, and it, it's like it's almost this warmth to it as it caresses your ears, and then these invisible hands begin caressing your body. And, and making you feel warm and and flush with a sexual energy. Oh, and you're geez. compelled to walk out off the truck and into the desert towards the oil sands. Okay, I guess I do and so. <laughs> you eventually, Hope eventually walks out, no one having noticed um, that you've left towards the sand. And let's we'll end it. Oh man, oh, no. I am <laughs> really curious about that. Oh, dear. Dang it, where are we sending her? Oh dear. That's awesome. We're about to get some serious hope stuff. But here's the sad part. These voices and what they want, which sound, I mean, listen, I'd go to that. <laughs> I right there. Yeah. Yeah. I'd walk right toward it. Um, we won't know what that means for an extra week because a bunch of us aren't here next week and we're not doing a show i know it sucks it's okay though uh the, the absence makes the heart grow fonder they the kids say today in 2018 so don't worry about it we'll be back the week after and we'll pick right back up where we were in the meantime uh safe trip to hope and varel and i guess safe trip for me and my wife who are celebrating their anniversary so we're all we all got a thing, but don't worry, we'll be back. Although my heart er yearns for a DM Stanley only episode. I don't know why. <laughs> Just kind of a Stanley got lost in the woods, introspective kind of walkabout. I don't know what that would be, but something about that is really intriguing to me. I'm not saying it needs to happen, but I will, while I'm gone, imagine that that's going on. So... Fill your next Saturday three-hour block with something else, and then don't worry. We'll be back the following week, everybody. Uh, it's been a pleasure being here today. Bo, good job. Great stuff, everybody, all around. If you'd good job, like, everyone. Yeah, and if you'd like to find us great. and uh, spend some time on the website, send us your emails, that sort of stuff, it can all be found over at therewillbedungeons.com. And uh, like I said, you can contact us there, leave comments on the blog, uh, do whatever you got to do. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Bo, for John, for Kyle, and for Kristen. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.